He sent me that message and I was like, nah, he can't be. He can't be for real. This dude said he left when he's like Hitler. And I started watching. I was like, yo, this man. Yo, that was nuts. The, the way he's trying to explain that Leffen is this bad person is so long-winded. That video does not need to be two hours, no, bro. No. This man said, this man said at one point, he wore an Adidas shirt when he beat him, and then he wore the Adidas shirt when he was like, yo, yo, that, yo COVID be hitting different. Yeah, really <laughs> COVID be hitting different. <laughs> oh, man, dude, so funny, man. Don't call it a comeback, my friend. We are... Live and well, FGC Hollywood, a fighting game podcast, episode 32, is here once again. We went dormant. My name is Max Beisler. I'm joined, as always, by Pringle the One. Pringle, my friend, <laughs> it's been like we were talking about off air. It's been like three weeks since I last actually spoken to you, not through text. But how are you, my friend? <laughs> I know, right? I'm doing good, man. We definitely shouldn't go that long. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. But life happens. <laughs> yeah. That it was... Happens. um. Uh, we did not exactly mean to go off with no podcast for uh, for that amount of time, but uh, I guess we'll get right into it. So again, um, FGC Hollywood has returned. We apologize for not recording the last two weeks. Uh, one was on purpose with no notice. The other one was uh, because I goofed. So we took the first week off because i was a little to be honest i was a little stressed about the state of the fgc piece that i do every year and uh <laughs> editing the podcast uh takes takes me you know not a lot with my new process but it still takes about six hours six to eight hours maybe and that's a lot of time that i really wanted to dedicate to the state of the fgc so i decided let's let's skip one week of the podcast because it looked like it was going to be kind of slow and i could take that time to edit the state of the fgc and then instead, we're going to run that tournament that we kept pushing back, that Street Fighter Five tournament. So we ended up doing that. Uh, unfortunately, if you're not a part of our Discord, you wouldn't have known that if you're just listening to us, expecting a podcast every week. So we told people on Discord, and maybe I put it on Twitter. I don't know. But uh, yeah, it wasn't exactly uh, to everybody as far as like the information wasn't there mm -hmm. for everybody. So I apologize for that. So um, State of the FGC is done. So that's cool. Zio won our Catch These Hands number three tournament, the Street Fighter Five tournament. Ironically enough, he beat me in grand finals. I, re I did reset the bracket, though, right? So Hey. I played Ryu. Ryu. Oh, hey, Ryu. All right. <laughs> dry Ryu. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dry bread. So, but that was fun. We had, I believe, uh, seven to eight players and uh, ran pretty smooth, to be honest. I mean, the rollback sucks because it's Street Fighter Five, but uh, the game itself was kind of fun. So, for the most part, we had a, we had a good time. Now, the second week, that was on me. So I had car troubles. Uh, I've been having a coolant leak. And I was like trying to figure out, okay, what am I going to do? Because I need this car to run. I had to take it to a shop and I was stuck in the shop. So when you messaged me to do the podcast, or rather, I think I messaged you. I was like, hey, man, I'm probably not going to make our usual time because I'm stuck here. So uh, we had to cancel that show. That was on Saturday. And then I realized, I was like, oh, man. That would be back-to-back -back podcasts that we didn't record. So I tried to salvage it last minute, and I asked Broken to see if he can come record the podcast on Sunday. And we did record the podcast for whatever show notes we had, but I lost the audio for Broken because when we got done, it was super late. When we got done, I closed out OBS instead of hit the stop record button. 
And so the file never got complete, so it was corrupt. So I never got Broken's audio. I had mine, but that doesn't do me any good. So rip rip episode 32, take one. <laughs> that was uh, that was rip. We actually, Broken and I talked about some cool stuff. There was a Evo slash Virtua Fighter Sony conspiracy in there that nobody will ever hear because... <laughs> the was, lost files. Yeah, know. the lost file, the lost episode. So uh, again, apologies to everybody who uh, was expecting a show and didn't get one. But here we are. We're back. Uh, there's some things I want to get to before we get to the actual meat and potatoes of the show. So State, State of the FGC is done. It's a project that if, if the listeners that listen to this podcast don't know of, uh, it's one that I do every year. Uh, it's basically I take all of the fighting games that are relevant within that year. I kind of tell what's going on with them. And then recently I've done more in the project of uh, recapping some of the headlines of the year and some other things in there. So uh, I completed that. Luckily, that was fun. Uh, not really. Actually, it wasn't fun at all. It was uh, stressful. <laughs> and I, I kind of wanted to talk about the aftermath. Uh, I, I told this to Broken as well last week. Is that? And I think you as well, maybe. Or maybe it was uh, my buddy Commander Snowflakes in the Discord. I was saying, you know, when I finished the... Uh, state of the FGC piece, uh, I felt like nothing. Like normally when I finish it, I'm like relieved because I'm like, okay, thank God I did something start to finish. This was the first time that I finished the state of the FGC piece or anything creative that I was like, okay, that's done, I guess. And I like, I had no emotions. I felt like, you remember how, when you were saying how you feel about uh, strive where it was like, no, <laughs> yeah, I feel no nothing, joy, man, no sorrow. Yeah. So I was so apathetic to the whole thing. I was like, whatever, it's yeah. done. And um, that was weird to me. I don't know why. I think it's because maybe I was so, I was I was gone from writing and that was a big piece to get into. And it was just not, I didn't feel too good about it initially. And mm -hmm. um, I don't know, it, that was a weird feeling. But the, the feeling afterwards is um, I did another piece basically back to back. And I did one on uh, Yume, who is uh, a really, really good Persona 4 Arena player who now works for Arc System Works. And that feeling was back. So I was like, okay, I think maybe State of the FGC was the wrong piece to get into to start back writing because it was so big. So when I did uh -huh. the little passion project with the with the Yume piece, I was like, all right, I'm back into the groove of things. And uh, I realized how much I enjoy writing about things that I care about. So those two pieces are out and the videos are out on YouTube. So those were really fun to do. State of the FGC, as far as that is concerned, uh, I just want to give a quick shout out to Ernesto Lopez, the homie, for saying nice things about it. He put it on uh, Button Check, one, uh, his own show, like on YouTube, where he recaps things that are happening in the FGC. I believe it's a daily show, maybe five days a week. And um, Ernesto's a real one. He gave me a shout out at the end. He didn't, ha he didn't have to do that, but uh, he's always nice. been uh, always been a really cool dude. I enjoyed him having on the, on the old podcast, the TMP, which is uh, no longer available but uh, <laughs> it was it was a good conversation i have he's a real one i always really liked ernesto just quick because you know ernesto used to get a lot of shit for being a, a kind of like a version of tmz for the fgc where it's um <laughs> you know he, he takes he takes like headlines and he makes stories out of them but uh really he's just reporting but uh, he's like the sweetest dude like he's really such a nice guy when i spoke uh -huh. to him off yeah, air man. on air he's he's a great uh, great guy family guy and um yeah, shout out to Ernesto. Go check out Button Check if you want to get on with your your daily FGC stuff. So uh, that was really nice of him. Yeah, the the I could just say that the the, um, the Button Check was good, man. I mean, not the Button Check. <laughs> the the, uh, the um, 
Freak, man, I forgot my words today, man. The, State, uh, of the State of the FGC was good, man. Yeah, you you did a good job, man. The only the only problem I had with it is that you didn't you didn't put a poop on Grand Blue, man. I I can't. <laughs> I was hoping you poop on that game, but yeah, it was good, man. It was a uh, it was good. It was lengthy. I I I, I was kind of um. My only thing is that I was wondering. I think you did talk plenty, but I was hoping you would it would be you would end up mentioning. Uh, well, I guess we're not really that important. I was gonna say you could mention the creation of this thing. <clears throat> We're not really that important. We're not a fighting. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't. I didn't really want to like. Uh, guess but you didn't want to get into. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Good you idea. Uh, if people find us organically, that's cool. If they don't, that's also cool. Um, I don't know. I, that piece is more so like what's it's going an on. Objective type of thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. So, but uh, yeah, I appreciate. I appreciate that you said you, you liked it. I personally, um, mm-hmm. I'm not. I don't know why, but I'm not really happy You're with indifferent it. with it. I think yeah. it's probably, you know what I think it is, man? It's because you spent so much time for it that once you hit the light, it's like, oh, this isn't as great as I thought it would be. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think I had a vision for it in my head that this is how I want it to turn out. And then the way it turned out, it wasn't matching. So I was like, oh, this is, this this sucks. <laughs> I think it's also that whatever. you thought too much about it. So that's yeah. probably why mm-hmm. you enjoy the other thing you made. As soon as you think so much about something like that, and it comes out to not what you were expect, expecting, then it's really like, oh man, I don't really want this anymore. <laughs> yeah, that, that's that's true. The uh, the Yume piece was really spontaneous. It was actually shoutouts to myths mm-hmm. in the Discord. The way that thing happened is I was telling him the story of Yume, the fact that he's like this legend that nobody ever talks about because he kind of disappeared into like the development team. And yeah. He was interested in that story, and then I, I brought up the, uh, rather he brought up the idea. He's like, "Hey, have you ever thought about making a series about like FGC Legends? Because that's a really cool story. It could be good for a video." And I was like, "Hey, you mm-hmm. know what? That actually is a good idea." So that one I had way more fun doing. Like I was like, "Yes, yeah, this man. Is. It's a more uh, spontaneous, more. I mean, that's. I feel like sometimes that's how we kind of are. No matter how much we try to plan things, sometimes mm-hmm. doing something out of a of a of a heart and impulse might be more enjoyable than." Having this like, because like State of the FGZ had buildup, man. It was like Dragon Ball Z for you, dude. <laughs> that thing was like building up, like you were building up the ending to when you finish it. it. You had it in the beginning. It was like freezing in the beginning. You didn't even go Super Saiyan. You was training already before the fight was even ready. Mm-hmm. It's a it's a whole arc for you. But with that piece, you probably it was it was not this whole thing. You just kind of boom did it, had fun with it, and you were good to go. Yeah. So I think. Uh... I think though that that element of just the 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 really long drag out process of state of the FGC kind of got to me, so that's why I didn't enjoy it mm-hmm. as much. But uh, for the most part, people seem to kind of kind of like it, so that's cool. But uh, we'll see. I still haven't. I told us to, to broken last week as well. I don't know if I'm going to continue that series. To be honest, um, I've done it for mm. five years now, and. It's fun, but uh, depending on how I feel next year, I might return to do it, and I might not, uh, just because I don't know if I get the same thing out of it that I used to. Uh, and like, really, the inception for State of the FCC is just because nobody was doing it, so that's why I wanted to do it. Mm-hmm. But now that we have more content creators and stuff, I don't know if it it's really necessary anymore. Well, you could always do your own State of the FGC, you know, <laughs> your own type of. Uh... Or something kind of different where it's not so much of this. Because when it's so objective, you have to spend a lot of time mm-hmm. researching. Oh, a whole lot of time researching. Yeah, it's but. really rooted in fact, uh, most of them. Although there, there's always going to be people in the comments be like, actually, you got this wrong. 
Uh, no, that motherfucker always going to be alive. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> dude, that dude reincarnates to another person over and over again each mm. day. <laughs> yeah. But enough about State of the FGC. We were supposed to talk about this two weeks ago, but uh, we didn't. I made sure to keep this in the show notes. Um, rest in peace to Kentaro Miura. He is he was the author of uh, Berserk. And the news came. The news actually came two weeks after uh, he passed. It's just you know how the Japanese uh, news cycle is. They they make sure that they wait, uh, especially when it's like a public figure like that, and the family doesn't really mm. want him to know that uh, that it, it passed right away. So um, he's the author of Berserk. He passed away. Unfortunately, he was really young. He was like fifty something. So I don't know if you want to say about it. I I have like a couple things here. Is that uh, you know I actually just started reading Berserk like a month ago. So God damn. yeah, it's the timing was really off, but uh, I'm still reading it. Oh, it's man. it's really good. Um, one thing I will say about it is it, I can't really binge it. Like it's not that type of series where you just like, oh, I can't stop reading it, but mm-hmm. uh, it's, it's really good so far. It's different. It's definitely different than what I'm used to. So um, I'm only like 20 chapters in and there's like 364 of them, I think. And mm. Who knows what's going to happen with the series now that he passed away? From what I heard, is that he was training a lot of his apprentices to continue the series, and uh, a lot of those guys have the ending already set in stone. So in case anything does happen to them, they can have somebody else finish mm. it for them. But uh, yeah, just rest in peace to Miura because uh, that's that's really unfortunate. Yeah, man, I was uh, I was upset. I was like, oh man. This bastard died, and now we don't know the ending of Berserk. <laughs> oh, he cliffhanged us forever. Oh, I was man. like, I swear to God, if, if Oda does that for One Piece, I'm gonna pull, I'm gonna pull this motherfucker from the grave and make him finish that damn show. <laughs> I think yeah, he actually man, knows the ending, piece, though. Yeah, Oda that. does know the ending, but still, you know what I'm saying? We have, yeah, yeah. You, have you ever heard the story of Oda giving the ending to a kid that was gonna die? Oh, for real. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This kid was going to die of cancer and he wanted to know the ending of One Piece. And Oda went and flew over there and told him the ending of One Piece. I think the kid died happily. See, now if I die, I'm going to ask the same thing. <laughs> Damn. That's actually a really heartwarming story. Yeah, it's really dope, man. That's yeah. why I was like, you don't want to die and not know the ending of One Piece. Oh, Dude, man. that thing is like as old as I am. <laughs> yeah. Well, but, luckily yeah, he dude. wasn't like an Attack on Titan fan, because then like you wouldn't oh, you wouldn't yeah. tell them the ending. <laughs> I wouldn't. <laughs> like, I, would, I wouldn't care too much about the ending on that one. To yeah. be honest, it doesn't have like, in a godlike buildup like One Piece does. It's like, does he become Pirate King? Does yeah, Usopp exactly. become better? You know. Well, but, also the ending is so disappointing that he's like just you know just pass away without knowing. <laughs> it's probably yeah, for the best. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, man. So I will say that Berserk is definitely a pretty good manga, but I agree with you. It's not the most bingeable. Like, I think one thing that makes hard, it hard, it makes it hard for me with Berserk with the manga is like reading through each page is like watching, like read, like it's like so much, like so much too much of one thing for me in each page that it's very hard to break down for me personally. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I like, I like it a lot. Uh, I didn't read, I, I stopped reading the manga, but it's really dope. It's good. Um, so actually, you brought that up, and I actually have a theory about that. So I'm also reading mm-hmm. Claymore. Uh, yeah. Shout out to Jam. He actually brought that up. Uh, mm-hmm. He bought he bought like the Blu-ray for it, and I was like, "Hey, that looks cool." And then I started researching it. So I'm I'm reading that. Claymore is actually really really good. I'm enjoying it a lot. Yeah, I like Claymore too. Um, I'm actually reading it and then simultaneously watching the anime, which you know me like I don't like anime. But the anime holds up for it. Like it's, uh, yeah, it's really good. Dude. It's pretty dark and gritty, and the voice acting is pretty good. I'm watching it in, in um, 
and Japanese. So um, it's it's good. I will say same thing though. Not not really bingeable. I think the the thing with those series is like you can't binge dark fantasy like that. Like it's too heavy. Um, you have to mm. take it, a, you know, a chapter at a time or maybe a couple chapters at a time, because you really have to like uh, soak it in as far as like the environment and like the story and what's going on. It's it's just when you when you're reading like really dark stuff like that, um, not like super dark, but just you know, it's not mm-hmm. it ain't no slice of life. Let's just say that. So <laughs> yeah, man. you can't really go through it like you would with like a regular shonen manga or whatever. So mm-hmm. uh, I am enjoying though. I'm enjoying both right now. I'm reading them very slowly and I'm kind of just soaking it all in so it's uh they're both really good but uh claymore is um really i've never heard of it before but yeah it's super unique i'm 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 liking i'm liking it a lot yeah man hey man i got plenty of things i can always recommend but yeah claymore is pretty sick mm-hmm. i've watched that was, a, that was a really dope show man. yeah all right uh so we shilled those two but uh, i kind of wanted to call call back to two weeks ago when i shilled uh invincible do you remember this so yeah i watched it all you yeah, watched the whole ahead. thing? Great. So great. Yeah, 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 yeah. We can talk about it. Uh, again, uh, spoilers. So if you haven't watched Invincible, hopefully you don't listen to this part. So skip over like, I don't know, three minutes or so. Uh, I kind of want to take back my show of the week for Invincible, to be honest with you. Like, so when, <laughs> when when I watched it initially, I think, what was like two episodes in, three episodes in? And I was just like, okay, the first episode was really good. It hooked me yeah. enough to kind of want to continue on to see what's going on. So mm-hmm. I think there's eight episodes total, but I have to say, I think that the, the series really fell apart for me after episode one, the second, Damn. yeah, the, the, the second episode through the second to last episode, I think the second to last episode was the best episode that I had after episode one, mm-hmm. but there were six episodes in there that I really did not care for as far as like character building and storytelling and there was some you know the animation wasn't that great i i felt that yeah, also the, the... Weird, man. I, I had that problem too man the the animation would just drop like and then mm-hmm. the animation would drop in situations where it's like lazy like it, and yeah. i think a part of it is probably that they outsourced that stuff because the animation would drop in situations where they would just be chilling like sitting there eating and all those kind of scenes but I would say that the animation was on point when it was action-based stuff. Yeah. One thing that kind of uh, not bothered me, but I've kind of became desensitized to it is like the overuse of blood and gore kind of became like, okay. Oh, yeah. I was like, ah, it doesn't really do it for me. The first episode, because of the fact that it came out of left field, I was like, whoa, that's nuts. Because you had none of it for like 40 minutes. And in the last five, you had all of it. So I was like, "That's, that's an insane change of pace. But throughout the whole season, I was like, yeah, it just doesn't do it for me. I didn't really care for any single character. I didn't felt, felt like they built them very well. And then the ending was I understand that they're trying to string it along for more seasons. But I was like, this ain't it. Like, I, they, they didn't leave me a carrot to really reach out for because I was like, yeah, I'd, you know, this is where me and Invincible break up. Like, <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not looking to <laughs> continue on this relationship. But listen, from what I've oh, seen man. online. People seem to enjoy it, so good for them. But yeah. personally, for me, like Invincible, that ain't it. Personally, if you're like me and you like my type of stuff, I wouldn't recommend Invincible. But that's just me. <laughs> <laughs> was funny, man. So I actually really liked it, man. I think uh, one of the reasons why I liked it, though, was that if you're into superhero stuff, you might end up liking it because I think the guy that made the comic 
it was not like a Marvel or a DC thing. So it was a guy that made a separate comic book and made it off and made his own thing, Invincible. Mm. I feel like in the case of like animation, and especially when it's centered towards more adults, that doesn't exist very much. So I like the fact that it was more of this this thing where it's like, oh yeah, yeah, it's for you know for for someone my age, this is pretty cool. I would say the gore is definitely overused, but there was a part that I really liked that they used it really well. And it was when, uh, I guess it's another spoiler, you can fast forward like two or three minutes. I like the part where the dad like gets his son's head and he puts it in front of the train. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that was my favorite. And he's like, this is what you did, Mark. This is all your fault. And he's like, oh, and he's just crying. And his head is just going through the goddamn train. And I was like, oh, my God. That was like so sick for me. But I'm into the superhero stuff. But the problem, though, is that usually like uh, a lot of the superhero stuff it's very predictable. Mm-hmm. So I do like how like this one was a bit on the unpredictable side with how you thought, like I was kind of confused for a bit of the time. I was like, who's the main character? And I figured out that it's actually the kid as opposed to the father and the father is not like good and stuff like that. So right. that actually kind of made me enjoy the series more. Uh, but I feel what you're saying. I, I do feel what you, the animation bugged me. I ain't gonna front because there, there's so many times where the animation like looks like it looks like someone is zooming out, like panning out of the, the, <laughs> right. the film. And it's so weird. It's like, this is so odd. Like, I don't understand what's going on. But I, I get you. I really did like it. And I, I would recommend it to people that like superhero stuff. Like, if you like superhero stuff, you might really like that show. But there is definitely a lot of stuff that's like, eh, it didn't really need to happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I like, I'm not a huge superhero guy. I like, you know, old yeah, school stuff, yeah. but like not anymore. And also mm-hmm. take it with a giant grain of salt from my point of view. Like I'm not a huge like animation guy yeah, like, yeah, yeah. at all, like whether be it Eastern or Western really. But yeah, that's cool. So uh, kind of make your, your own decision on Invincible. Maybe we'll have a, a different uh, show of the week next week. TBD. Mm-hmm. Claymore. <laughs> Claymore. Yes. <laughs> it's going to be Claymore. Yeah. Read Claymore. That, that one's got like uh, Hollywood question of the week. So Mismatcher on Discord asks, what's your biggest disappointment in past DLC selection? Can be the character itself or something related to their gameplay? Now, I like this question a lot because I know we're two weeks behind on this stuff, but mm-hmm. my answer would to this would be um, Tekken 7 specifically has an inability to put, and not just not just going on Tekken 7, but just because of the fact that they've been so unapologetic with the, their choices for this stuff. They have an inability to put like an older lady in mm-hmm. in their game. I don't know why, but other fighting games have this issue too, mm-hmm. where you're not allowed to put older female characters in the game. So, Kunimitsu too, yeah. <laughs> like Kunimitsu too, like I don't really think there's a reason for Kunimitsu to be Kunimitsu too. Like instead of just the original Kunimitsu, outside mm-hmm. of the fact that the original Kunimitsu is now older, she would be like in her forties. So they yeah. put Kunimitsu 2, who's her daughter, she's in her 20s because they like younger female characters. Now, I just have an example here. That one of the more popular, like pop culture um, talked about characters recently has been Lady Dimitrisk from Resident Evil 8. And she's been super popular and she's an older lady. I know she's whatever, a vampire or a monster or whatever she is. But the actual person is this nine foot six giant older lady. She's like, what looks like she's in her fifties or whatever. And everybody loved her. Obviously she's, she's super big and she's, she's really well, 
saying? Like, like yeah. I, I think fiends are liking that one, not because she they like MILF. They <laughs> well, even if that's the case, even if it's because of yeah. degenerate reasons, like that should still be an option for fighting games, I find that like you should still yeah. have, you know, older female characters. So I thought Kunimitsu 2 was a miss, in my opinion. Um, that was my uh reason for I don't know if I would call it my biggest disappointment in DLC selection, but uh Mm. Yeah, I just don't like the fact that we have like look at all these older dudes that we have in fighting games. Heihachi, he's like what eighty or and, you know he's badass. Yeah. Gen in Street Fighter, Oro is like one hundred and thirty years old and he's such a cool character. Chin, you know, Valkenhayn is an older dude. He's a werewolf, you know, and he looks like in his fifties or whatever. So all these cool characters in fighting games that are older men are allowed, but like, I go find one that's like an older female character. It's so difficult to do, and I don't know why. Like, I would like to see that demographic a little more in fighting games because you've seen it in other games, but yeah. fighting games are lacking in that. I was about to say, like, because I like just I just googled old people and fight old girls in fighting games. Some people m- mentioned some, but I never heard of these games. But then I saw Rachel Alucard from Blaze Blue, <laughs> yeah. Nina Williams, Anna Williams. They're both technically in their late forties, but they're because of the cryostasis, their bodies are of twenty year olds. Of course it is, because you don't want to see old women in your games. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, so we're going to run through a couple of these uh, news items just because we have we've missed two weeks worth of stuff. So there's other things I want to keep uh, or dedicate more time to. So the first news item of this week is uh, Grand Blue Fantasy Versus finishing up their season two. So on May 30th, 2021, Side Games confirmed that the final character announcement trailer for season two of Grand Blue Fantasy Versus will be on June 26th during the semifinals of Rage Summer 2021. So Rage is that tournament that they hold there in Japan. And uh, I believe it's in Japan. And Mm -hmm. so during the semifinals, they'll have uh, the final character announced. Now, that's cool. So um, I I forgot who I spoke to this. uh, Somebody said this in Discord. They asked me, do you really believe that this is is it for Grand Blue Fantasy Versus? And me personally, I think this is it. Like, I think it... Season two, they'll finish up the character. I would mm-hmm. the announcement from the director. They uh, it seems like it probably would cost them too much, or at least they don't believe that it's worth it to put uh, rollback into this game. I think they'll f- wrap up season two. Maybe they'll do some more story stuff, and but I think this is it for the game. I think uh, maybe they'll surprise me, but with, with looking at the way Arc System works has their layout planned for the future. I don't know where Grand Blue Fantasy Versus fits, which is crazy to me because the game came out in March or February of last year. So man, this game, <laughs> this game has come and gone, my friend. <laughs> that was, It was definitely the slut to sell units, man. <laughs> That's what it was, man. Yeah. That's how they treat it. <laughs> Seems like it. it seems like this game was kind of a crash cash grab, which, um, you know, I, I feel bad for the hardcore Grand Blue Fantasy fans that really want this game mm-hmm. to succeed. But, man, don't don't look at me like it's, you should be looking up at Psy Games, the fact that they've really, in my opinion, they set up this game to fail. And I've, obviously we've already spoken about that, uh, you know, ad nauseum, really. But, uh, you know, it is what it is at this point. So, you know, at least on June 26th, you'll get the. Uh, a character announcement and then who knows when that character will actually show up in the game but uh yeah at least you have something to look forward to until they make another announcement regarding the future of the game but i just don't see 
I don't see a path for this game, to be honest. Man, I was going to say that like it, it almost feels like the way they released this game was kind of like how they used to do some games back in the day. They would re- release it. They would release it uh, basically the second updated version of the game, and that was it. Mm-hmm. But they did it so quick with this one. It didn't even have time to exist outside of COVID. Like they, I've, I don't think it's going to last long either, man. I think it's over, man. Yeah, it's over, man. It's over. Evangelion. <laughs> Evan Grandel. Yeah, Yeah. no, it's, I really, I'm not saying this just because, you know, you and I traditional or historically have not had too many kind things to say about the game. I really objectively believe that it's over for this game because they are not interested in really supporting it in a way that a fighting game has to be supported in 2021. Like you can't just put out DLC for a game like this. You have to be able to play it online you have to be able to communicate, and they've been lacking in both of those departments severely. So mm-hmm. it just it is what it is at this point. And uh, if hopefully the people that played it have fun, and maybe they can still continue on playing in the smaller circles, and maybe do something with locals and and kind of have a, like a mini resurrection for this game. But uh, once once we get away from COVID stuff and can actually do do things, but uh, yeah, this uh, this game like we talked about. It's both part bad luck and both both uh, part bad execution, and yeah, it's uh, it's unfortunate, but kind of is what it is. All right. Uh, speaking of Arc System Works, uh, Guilty Gear Strive. So they had their final developers backyard. They've had six of them so far, and they're basically information that is put out to the public with uh, whether it's the survey stuff or if it's the direct communication from the uh, development team. So on June 3rd, 2021, the Arc System Works uh, dev team put out their final developer backyard update for the upcoming Guilty Gear Strive. And in it are a few details that players should look out for uh, the final build of the game. So the post starts as it always does with Akira Katano, the battle director of the game, thanking the fans uh, for filling out the survey post the second open beta, as well as the continued support with the feedback that has been given so far. Secondly, Arc System Works made known that Guilty Gear Strive will feature player match mode. So you can get up to nine players in a room that can be used for tournaments. So you'll have one organizer and eight players and one room can have a little mini tournaments there. And you'll be able to wait for online matches and training mode. So that's always good. That was also available, I believe, in Exert. You have mission mode. So remember, we were talking about tutorial, how it's bland. There's not much in there. Here's mission mode for you. You have over 120 missions that explain the system mechanics, techniques for uh, the gameplay, combos, all sorts of other stuff. So if you really want to get to the, the nitty-gritty of Guilty Gear Strive, there you go. Mission mode is there. You can go ham. Mm-hmm. They're going to have uh, bug and connectivity fixes for the lobby. So that's something that Akira Kazuno made sure to uh, also emphasize in this dev blog that he said yes we are still aware that the lobby was not uh, completely fixed even though we added those stations it was a little bit better it was improved but uh, we still have work to do with uh, the lobby so he did acknowledge that um, as far as gameplay is concerned increased movement arcs for jumps retaining the uh, landing recovery so they did um, say that they kind of went overboard with messing with the jumping and the uh the overall mobility of the game and the second open beta almost as a test just to see what it would do. And um, 
they've kind of noticed that are like, all right, that wasn't the right move. Now we'll we'll fix it. So I don't know what we're going to get in the final build of the game, but uh, what we played in the second open beta wasn't what you should expect as far as jumping. So consider that uh, to be fine-tuned on the, on, uh, the release date. As far as uh, tension gauge, so that's going to get increased, and as well as the uh, other balance changes that have to do with specific characters. So they're trying to give you more of an ability to have a meter and use meter. So you're going to be able to um, to gain meter hopefully a little sooner and actually be you know make use of uh, the the cancel system with Roman cancel and and also all all the other stuff. So. Uh, they're they're fine tuning this game. I guess we'll, we won't know until we get it in hands. But uh, they did mention that uh, even though we're gonna get a build on June 11th, is that they'll still tinker with it through cloud updates and stuff because they want to make sure that the game is um, is satisfactory for players. So that's good. Um, Finally, Katano said he is looking to continue the developer's backyard even post-launch of the game, as it has been an effective way of creating a uh, two-way dialogue between uh, the dev team and the community. So I really like that. Actually, I shouted them out as well in the state of the FGC that uh, whatever you want to say about Arxis, you know, they made decisions and some people didn't like. They made decisions some people did like. But you always knew throughout, you know, the year what is going on. They haven't been secretive with any of this stuff, right? Developer backyards or they've been pretty transparent with uh, interviews that they've done on other showcases like New Game Plus Expo or their own little digital direct that they've done on Twitter. So they've been transparent. So that's cool that they're going to continue the developer's backyard even post-launch. I think it's been... Uh, Initially, when we got the first one, we were like, why are they presenting it this way? But I personally have gotten used to it. I, I don't mind the way this information is being put out to the community. So um, I do appreciate that they're still doing it and they're continuing on to do it. Um, before we get to that uh, little thing that just came in today, um, anything jumps out at you and as far as the dev backyard that uh, interests you? Uh, I was going to say that I hope with... Uh... Because, like, the Death Backyard is, is, in a way, cool. I hope that when they come to the information, they present it via that lobby option in the news. Like, they should just have a, an ability for players to read the in-game, the backyard in the game. I'm like, you know, that's not a bad option. I don't oh, think yeah. they will do that. That would be a great option because then it's like, oh, okay, we can read what they've been up to. And, I mean, that's like, it's in the game. So, mm -hmm. it's like people can actually respond via the actual game. And it would give them like you know the it would be it would be a better metric because not everybody uses Twitter, yep. But more people probably just play the game, so that would be a pretty smart idea if they were able to do something like that. And especially with any patches or any changes, any frame data changes, the jumping changes, all that should probably be within the new section of the game. And like in in a way, it's also like the news probably won't be this disgusting huge thing on the lobby so it doesn't like blow you up with oh man there's news it's more like do you want to check it out mm -hmm. sure but it's not even like asking you it's more like the option is there and then you could because i remember guilty gear rev 2 would show like a news section but i think it was super outdated and they never like maybe they didn't update it after the last patch or whatever they did on that thing but it seemed so outdated so i felt like that would be a good thing to kind of utilize 
if, yeah. if you know if they're gonna have that option, which would be really cool. Uh, and uh, that's pretty cool with all the guilty grill uh, strive features that they're adding. Mission mode is good if they're gonna do the 120 missions. They're probably even gonna add option selects. That's gonna be funny as hell. <laughs> yeah, I think they started to add option selects. I'm like, oh man, why? But they did that, I think, in Rev Two. Uh, the room is cool, and that, the fact that they did an organizer is a godlike option because the organizer always kind of just has to take a spot. Mm-hmm. It would be great if they didn't do that with other games, but that's a really amazing option. I don't really know about the jump arcs. I mean, that's good. Hopefully that they, they they just make the jump arcs better than where they were before. I don't know if they're going to – they are, but I feel like what is the game driving like a week or something, right? Yeah, so like mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I You know. That's cool. I guess like all these changes are pretty cool. I don't really have anything negative to say. Uh, so overall, just good. Uh, yeah. Uh, hopefully, they they definitely make the lobby uh, work better too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, in addition to the dev backyard, Arc System Works held a Guilty Gear Strive early access live stream that went over some uh, interesting details, which actually happened today. So the uh, what we saw was the roadmap of the game's upcoming first season pass. So actually, I'd rather before that, we saw uh, the game's opening story movie, which was, by the way, I still maintain that Eno is the best looking character in that game because she's she looks awesome, uh, <laughs> <laughs> even in the story trailer. Although Nagari Yuki uh, in the story movie looks amazing. Like, he looks super cool. Um, yeah. But Eno's baller. As far as the, the roadmap, though, is concerned, so this is cool. Uh, Capcom actually did this. Uh, they weren't so Arc System Works wasn't as transparent, but uh, Capcom did this as well. When they announced season five, they let you know right off the bat like who's gonna be here and when it's gonna come. So uh, this is a similar step that Arc System Works is taking. So uh, this is the roadmap for the first season pass of the game. There's gonna be a new character to Guilty Gear that will come in July of 2021, so a month after the game comes out, and then you'll have a legacy Guilty Gear character that comes out in August of 2021. So one new, one legacy, two months after the game comes out. And then they'll have three more additional characters that are going to uh, be announced after sometime after the fall. So we don't know exactly when or what type of characters they will be, but uh, they will come after the fall and they will include uh, two stages as well as uh, another story. So that's all going to be in the season pass. You'll be able to buy all of those things outside of the season pass just individual purchases outside of the another story part so that is exclusive to the season pass so if you want to play that part you have to buy the season pass for some reason but everything else you can buy individually there will also be free updates which include a combo maker so basically it lets you lets players upload their own combos that aren't exactly in the mission mode uh, for other players to kind of look at and then download, and then they'll be able to complete them. So it's a community-led challenges, challenge mode type thing. Um, and then additional customization for player rooms. So if, if you have, uh, if there's a plant that you want <laughs> that's in the <laughs> virtual yeah. cor- currency store or whatever, you can buy that and then put it in your little lobby thing. And the digital figure mode, which... Uh, I am still not entirely sure what that is. They didn't really divulge too many details. They just said it was a part of uh, Exert as well. So uh, I didn't play Exert that religiously. So I don't, and I'm not entirely sure what that is, but uh, they said that more details will come soon. 
But uh, yeah, Guilty Gear Strive is set to launch on June 11th, 2021. If you pre-order the PlayStation 4 or PlayStation 5 version of the game, you get to play three days early, which is on uh, June 8th. So by the time this podcast comes out, you only have to wait a day to play early access of Guilty Gear Strive. Mm. You'll be able to play, right? Since I... No, I'm I'm, I'm on or, PC. Oh yeah, you're, you're oh yeah, you're a scummy PC. Yeah, boy, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I gotta wait. I gotta wait. Yeah, uh, I I just want to say one thing that really stood out to me. Well, kind of two things, but well, one thing is stupid, but but <laughs> it's gonna be funny if Johnny is the legacy character that they drop, and I'm gonna be like, that's kind of that that kind of salts me up. Or Slayer, <laughs> I was like, come on, man, it should have been in the base game, bruh. Like, let's be real, man. But uh, I think that combo maker is an amazing tool. If they utilize it to what I'm thinking, it could be godlike. A combo maker that you basically go into maybe training mode or a mission mode that is self. It's like a self. It's its own option. You go in the mode, you record the combo, and then you can upload it to some sort of like in-game form. And the form lets you go through a list of just combos. And the combo shows the difficulty, uh, depending on how many buttons pressed as well as the damage, and it lets people pick the combos that they see in said form, they download it, and then when they go into a training room, they go into the training room and it shows them how the combo is done by the recording, and then it shows the buttons used. So then it would be like, it would be a next level to how we gain combos in today's age, Mm -hmm. because I personally, so I like to play a game when I know how to do the combos in it, right? Because then I can be like, okay, I know what kind of works. You know what I'm saying? I like to play when I know what kind of works. I like play pressing buttons, but I don't like pressing buttons when they don't have much, like, they don't have anything afterwards, right? Right. So once I learn the combo, it entices me to see how enjoyable the character can be or how fun the game is. Because once I'm pressing those combos, then I actually start to enjoy the game a lot more. So I think being able to get the combos not from YouTube or a dust loop site or hieroglyphics out here where they type 30 freaking button combinations just so you could do one combo i don't like that at all i would love it if it was a possibility to find and develop all your combos via the in-game uh thing because i mean we go back like the stone ages where they basically didn't even know what combos were i don't know how the hell they figured it out back then i know i can't figure it out so it would be godlike to do that in the end game and if strive does something similar to that i would definitely commend them for that because that's definitely something that i think every fighting game should start working towards when it comes to making it enjoyable for players when they can have everything in the freaking game man mm-hmm. yeah i agree especially with strive's combo system you know they're not going to be Probably. I mean, for the most part, a lot of them shouldn't be too tasking because uh, of the, the new Gatling system. Also, most of them will probably incorporate uh, Roman cancels. So that's really yeah. going to be your big uh, damaging uh-huh. combos with the Roman cancel and wall break and all that. So uh should be interesting. Yeah, I would definitely like to see how that pans out when they come out with that. Yeah. And it should help a lot of new players because I, for me personally, since they took away the Gatling system, the combos are probably going to be a bit on the obtuse side mm-hmm. when it comes to figuring out your own so it really helps the uh beginners and stuff like that yeah let some of those lab monsters kind of put out their work and then i copy everything <laughs> yeah man nothing but desk combos <laughs> yep um one thing here i didn't write it down but uh so there was a sort of a leak but then it was deconfirmed by uh arc system works so 
people saw the uh, Steam database, it said uh, Elfelt was going to be in the mm-hmm. game. But oh, uh, wow. it also had Kermit the Frog on there. So uh, <laughs> I'd rather Kermit the Frog any day of the week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So uh, from what I saw, a lot of people were saying, oh, man, it's Elfelt. But then Shini went on Twitter and he was like, do you guys really believe that we'll, we would make such a mistake like that? And the the Kermit the Frog thing doesn't uh, help its case. So um, I don't know if Elfelt will be in the game. I know a lot of people like her. She would probably make sense because how popular she was. If she is in the game she won't be the one in uh july because that's a brand new character so mm, okay i hope she is, but okay yeah <laughs> I, i'm not a huge alpha fan myself but uh yeah. you know oh well Chance, you know. <laughs> <laughs> all right uh this came out last week's as well or last couple weeks uh so samurai showdown is coming to steam albeit two years later so this was on Sunday, May 16th, 2021. The SNK Global Twitter account announced that uh, Samurai Showdown will finally be making its way over to Steam on June 14th, 2021. So that's three days after Strive comes out. The This news was also accompanied by another announcement, one which revealed the game's third season pass, penultimate character to be released, Shiro Tokisada Amakusa. One of the main antagonists of the series, Amakusa's release date will be the same, so on June 14th, as uh, the Steam release, which uh, recently got uh, his trailer. So he just re- he got his trailer on June 2nd. Uh, he looks cool, you know. He's uh, I don't know much about him, but uh, he's got crazy stuff going on with orbs and all sorts of stuff. So uh, he's an interesting character. Now, Samurai Showdown was released in late June of 2019, but it did not come to PC via the Epic Game Store until June 11th, 2020. So it seems like that Epic Game Store exclusivity deal was only one year. So mm. SNK got their money for a year. Now they're going to come to Steam, so they're no longer exclusive to one platform on PC, which is good. But it's still to be determined that we haven't gotten any news about this. But uh, we don't know if any of the seasons are going to be bundled with the base game on Steam. There's no info as of yet. Hopefully they package the, the game the same way they did with Xbox Series consoles. Because if this is the base game for full price with no season package, then that is uh, no bueno. And uh, Man, oh that's, man, yeah. So I don't know what they're going to do there. Um, finally, there's one more character left in the game's third season pass so we already know that it's probably going to be biken from that guilty gear crossover that they announced a few months earlier because of mm-hmm. the fact that people went through the database and they saw the initials bkn and uh that would be only further affirmed by uh the fact that amakusa is in the game because the initials amk were also in the database so it would just confirm that biken is indeed coming to samurai showdown she makes a lot of sense but uh, yeah, yeah, back to that. Listen, I'm happy that Samurai Showdown is coming. I think it has actually one of the best rosters in fighting games. Like it's it's a great cast of characters. But if they treat Steam with a different approach than they did with the Xbox Series release, that is a definitely big problem. Hopefully, SNK does not make that mistake. They don't make me pay full price for a game that came out two years ago without getting the same bang for my buck as Xbox did because I will absolutely not get treated that way as a, as a consumer <laughs> and uh i will go karen on her ass so um 
yeah, I, I want to play this game. I want to buy it just for the offline only. I know it doesn't have rollback netcode, but uh, man, if they take advantage of my wallet, that is, uh, no, I'm not doing that. Hey, I'm not going to lie. When I saw that, I was like, <laughs> I just started cracking up in my head. I was like, dude, they just took a dump in us. It's <laughs> like they dumped on us over here, man. Like, yeah, so we're finally going to put it on Steam. I'm like, come on, man. This should have been two years later, man. Yo, yo, whatever um, Epic has, they must have it so that they cannot, they'd they be like, yo, you can only release it with us. F Steam, man. You know what I'm saying? He's like, F them. You cannot touch Steam because, like, man, I'm kind of salty that they finally decided to put it on Steam. And I really, like, they did not really add more into, oh, yeah, it's on Steam now. Like, is it going to be full priced? Are you gonna what? What else are you gonna give it to? Are you just gonna toss it on Steam? Like, yeah, suck a dick. <laughs> it feels like, man. That's so why I was like, oh no, like that made me really salty, man. And it, it's like, like I want to play the game, but oh man, like now it's like I definitely should not be getting priced full for that thing. That's for sure, man. That'll that'll really make me kind of salty. Man. I was like, come on, man. I'm not gonna pay sixty dollars. I'm about to find a code in some random ass site. Like I'm going for a drug deal somewhere. <laughs> yeah, I hope that's not the case. There's still no information, but this game is a week from coming to Steam. A week plus, but uh, yeah, hopefully they definitely make the right choice, especially with uh, this next news item is coming out because they need they need some goodwill. So mm-hmm. um, I guess we'll get right to it. Uh, so in my opinion, the King of Fighters 15 delay is a good thing. I I believe we spoke about it a few months ago, or maybe even a few weeks ago, that we said um, this game probably needs a delay just because there's other factors going on. But I, I believe I was a proponent of a delay for this game, not because I like delaying fighting games, but because it made sense in this particular case. And here we are. So we got it. So on June 2nd, 2021, uh, SNK made the announcement that the King of Fighters 15 has been delayed from uh fourth quarter of 2021 to the first quarter of 2022 due to the rising cases of COVID-19 within Japan. In a statement made by producer Yasuyuki Oda, he goes on saying, quote, the development timeline we set out to reach in the beginning has been affected by the ever still rising cases of COVID-19 within Japan. We have made the ultimate decision in the end that the product's quality must come first, and so with that decision comes an altered release window. We sincerely ask for your kind patience and understanding as our development teams continue to work hard on the KOF 15 as we draw closer to its release, end quote. That's a perfectly fine reason why you would delay a game, especially with uh, the COVID-19 numbers in Japan, which are no joke. They have been rising. They haven't dealt with it as well. Uh, as we have here since we have the vaccines here but um so they're still struggling over there and made sense why they would delay this game but i kind of wanted to go over the uh the state of the king of fighters 15 if i could um Mm -hmm. so this is where we're at so we have i believe let's see one two three four five six we have six teams here so we have team fatal fury which is joe terry and andy team hero benimaru shune meitenkun Team Sacred Treasures, Iyori, Kyo, Chizuru. Team Art of Fighting, King, Ryo, and Robert. Team Orochi, Shermi, Yashiro, Chris. Team Ikari, Leona, Clark, and Ralph. And then uh, these characters don't have a team yet, but they are in the game. Yuri, Mai, Blue Mary, and K-Dash. So we have 22 characters revealed so far. Um, This is what we know. 
So there's max mode cancels in the game. That's not a surprise. We saw those. They're uh, designated in a few trailers. I believe Mai has one. You can see the blue aura around them. They do a max cancel. So that's in the game. That's returning. There's a chain shift-like mechanic, which we saw in the uh, Clark and uh, Ralph trailer. So it almost like they they go back to neutral, like they, they stop the their momentum. They go back to neutral and they can continue the combo or whatever they're doing. So that was interesting. That is designated with like this purple aura, unlike the blue aura with the max cancel. They're reusing some assets from King of Fighters 14, obviously, particularly with the character models. We've noticed that. Uh, they've... They're reusing the assets, but they're upgrading them to whatever the art style is and the, the generation um, graphical fidelity. So um, not ideal, but it's, it is what they're doing for this development. Um, you and I speak about this every week. Hit sparks and certain animations definitely need work. Uh-huh. They don't look good in most trailers. Like, I don't know. I, it's really the characters that don't have the hit sparks that are showcased the best. So it's Blue Mary. It's uh, Shermie. So yeah, sure, yeah. it's those characters that are, <laughs> yeah, it's those characters that show up the best with no hit sparks. Now, the lastly with thing with the King of Fires four or fifteen, netcode. We don't know what it's going to be yet. Supposedly, it's being worked on towards rollback. That is what they've announced so far, but it's not confirmed as of yet. They've just said we've been working hard towards rollback. But it doesn't mean that the final product will have rollback. We don't know if they're going to have complications with implementing it or if they're going to run into any sorts of issues and then eventually decide to put in a, a different version of rollback the way like Fighting EX Layer did. So you don't know yet. Um, but until we get a concrete statement mm-hmm. that this is rollback and this is what it is, I don't want to say as of yet that it's confirmed rollback. This is just for me. Personal gripes with the game. This is not so much objective. When it's good, I think the game is good. You can tell. When it's bad, you can definitely tell. So it's a it's a really polarizing game. Like in my opinion, Mai has a really pretty face, probably the best eyes in the game. The game, in my opinion, has struggled a little bit with with eyes. Uh, she she looks the best. Chizuru is super sleek, super classy. She looks great. Shermie, uh, probably the best animated ver- version of a character that is not in fourteen. Um, and she's voluptuous as all hell. You saw the reaction to her. Everybody loves Shermie. <laughs> Yo, the thirst trap was yeah. real. The boys came up with the milkshake. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Leona has dope looking hair, is shredded. She looks great. Blue Mary is so cute. She's extremely cute. She came out. She's she's awesome. So that's the good, right? So when it's good, it's great. Here's the bad. You got King looking like a soccer mom with a Karen haircut. <laughs> Andy... <laughs> Andy, Andy looks bland as hell. Uh, Joe's Cyclone Upper is pathetic. Like, it's it sucks. Because, like, oh, you know, it sucks, too. Because, like, King's my girl and Joe's my boy. So, like, I play both of those characters. So, to have them treated that way kind of hurts me personally. But, uh, <laughs> you know, it, Yuri got the big old bug eyes looking like a, <laughs> like a praying guys. mantis. Come on, man. Come on. Rio man. has no neck. And he can't. He doesn't know what running is. <laughs> Uh, Yo, my man wouldn't know <laughs> what's going on with Robert's legs. Like they just disappear when he does crazy oh, all of his kicks. I mean, the list goes on, right? Like it's not good when it's bad, but it's great when it's good. So it's it's up and down this game. 
But that's the state where we're at. So taking all this in consideration, I like the delay. I think it's appropriate. Take your time, especially since, in my opinion, the end of 2021 and the FTC is a little crowded, in my opinion. You got Strive coming out. You have other games still being mm. supported. I think take your time. I think first quarter of 2022 is perfect. I don't see Project L coming anytime soon. I don't see DNFD being talked about. I don't see any of these upcoming games outside of Melty Blood, which is, again, scheduled for 2021, that will yeah. interfere with, with King of Fighters 15 in 2022. So I think this is a great delay. I think it's, a, it's the right move for sure. Take your time. Fix it. Please confirm rollback. Get that done. And we can go on from there. Yeah, man. I uh, I uh, I got sad. I got upset. <laughs> I was like that Drake song. I'm upset. <laughs> I was like, God damn it, man. What am I gonna play now, man? <laughs> I was like, Yo, now I have to hope for Melty, yo. Because <laughs> <laughs> I ain't got nothing new, man. I'm not playing Strive, and I probably won't play Samsung if it comes out looking like comes out like ass out here trying to make you spend sixty dollars with no DLC characters. That'll be that'll be a hard drop right there, and. uh I don't know. I might. I might just for real have to play Power Rangers. <laughs> I'm about to unlock my Megazord. But uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, no. I think it, objectively speaking, it is good that it is getting delayed. That game really needs it, man. It looking rough, rough, man. Like man, it looked good. Like Terry looks sick, man. You know what I'm saying? The big ass guns, but like, mm. there's so many characters that did like Vi Like what was it? King King. Oh man, they. Ugh, King looked like I don't even want her. I don't want to give her no damn tip. That's how oh, she. <laughs> you ain't getting no tip. <laughs> it hurts my heart. Yeah, some some characters just don't look very good. You're right, man. So they it would be better. And you're right about how they've uh, how Japan has been doing COVID and stuff like that. I think they haven't been doing too well with that situation uh, or that side of things. So it's much better if they just delayed and spend more time on the game. Hopefully, it's not being like they're still kind of rushing through it. But my thought was also. So what are we gonna stop getting character trailers each week? <laughs> I don't think they, yo, it'd be savage if they got that damn many characters to hold us on for the next year. <laughs> yeah, that'd be crazy. Looking like a Mugen game, man. Um, but yeah, like I, I definitely needs the game needs time, and I, I hope that within that time, maybe they talk to the guys to maybe they 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 say what's up to Arc System, be like, yo, man, what's what's your uh, what you using on your rollback neck code? You know what <laughs> right. I'm saying? Or right, because I. I I, I'm gonna need me some good netcode, man. I, yeah, I don't want bad netcode, man. That's one of the reasons why. Ain't Kagemusha. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> GGPO oh, only, please. <laughs> oh man, yeah, exactly. So, cause like you know, you could add rollback, but that don't mean it's gonna be good. You mm -hmm. know, what I'm saying Street Fighter Five is rollback, but it's booty. So I hope that they do add, cause that's my big thing, especially with the current list of games since i haven't been touching them i just don't want to play through the like i i, I it's hard for me to enjoy rivals because of sometimes the netcode is bad like it's like man this dude's connection is like it's like full throttling me over here man i don't know what's going on man am i bad is he better than me or am i just getting bodied by the internet but yeah it's definitely definitely ruins the experience for me personally yeah i uh i agree i think uh they definitely need some more time in the oven, and this is definitely mm -hmm. definitely good for them. And you saw that, like, um, when Strive needed more time in the oven, and people told them that, like, hey, you probably need more time in the oven. It paid dividends, and hopefully, it does with with this game as well. Um, yeah, man. Yeah, and uh, I do want to say one thing too, though. I do hope they make Joe's Cyclone better. That thing looked oh, like. Oh man, man, they look. <laughs> 
they should have just got someone to do him as paint. It would have looked better than that. At least I would have known it was trying to be garbage. <laughs> that was... Man, that was... And Ryu's uh... neck, man. This no neck game. Oh, the man. That man got no neck, boy. He just tossed on the head. <laughs> His, yeah, the game... Yeah, and needs oh, <laughs> and needs some like polish. Okay, sure. man. Yeah, yeah. It looked like it looked like a cheap game that has a budget, man. It's so weird how that is. <laughs> yeah. All right, uh, we have a question here from Jim on Patreon, and he asks, uh, "Do you th- do you th- you guys think they'll ever fix these special effects in KOF 15, or are they just completely blind to the fact that the current ones are simply <laughs> unacceptable in 2021?" <laughs> Jam hates SNK, right? He does, yeah. Oh, that, that's why he says he thinks it. Jam's probably like, they're not going to fix it. <laughs> they're not going to fix it up. <laughs> he hates, hates new, new SNK. SNK. Yeah, new Dude, SNK. I remember, oh, like, side, side note, I'll, I'll try not to get too deep into it, but I remember I I mentioned SNK and uh, the homie, uh, man, uh, JJ actually explained a lot of, of what older SNK was because when I think of old SNK, I'm like, dude, I didn't play any of the old SNK stuff. There's a lot of games they made, man. There's so many SNK games. I mean, we got 15 King of Fighters, mm-hmm. and there's some other King of Fighters in between that 15. I know I've only played like one or two of them joints. So like <laughs> old SNK is like a lot of games. Like there is a lot of games. And I think JJ made made it so that new SNK is kind of like almost everything past 2000. The 2000s, uh, maybe 2010. But, man, whenever I think about that, I'm like, man, that's a lot of list of games, though. I mean, how, you know, I mean, Metal Slug's been good for forever, but all they do is re-release that thing. So I don't know how many, I don't know, I don't know, man. There's so many SNK games. So whenever I think of new SNK, I'm like, man, I mean, but, and it seems like they're still making quality. I think the only problem with SNK is, like, maybe their net connection type of problems, I feel like. But I don't know, I don't know what bad, I don't know what is bad SNK, you know what I'm saying? Like, Cause there's so many of them. I've never. Mm-hmm. I, there's no way I haven't. I don't have enough time in my lifespan to play all those goddamn SNK games. I personally don't have that big of an issue with new SNK. They've done some things that I don't really agree with, but uh, mm-hmm. and I mean, obviously, they've partnered with some parties that are a little sus. But uh, yeah, at the end of the day, I I can't do much about that, right? Like unless you're yeah. completely going to boycott them, which you know what Jam likes to do. That's that's up to the person's prerogative to do that. Um, You know, I respect it. But uh, when it comes to just a a fighting game, it's something that uh, I do want to see in the future to do well. Yeah. We'll see. As far as James' question is concerned, so will they ever fix the special effects? With this delay, I certainly hope so. If before before the delay, I would have said no. I would have said that that it's, it's too baked in into the current product of the game, similar to... The way Strive has their uh, UI is that it it got a little bit better, but it they they would have to delay that game way longer in order to completely revamp it. Similar with the lobby, right? Like you can't yeah. if, uh, delay for three months won't give you enough time to reconstruct a whole new lobby. So mm-hmm. with this, they've made the delay early enough within the development of the initial release that hopefully, I'm really hoping that they do. You know, they don't have to completely change it, but they have to fix the the way it's incorporated. It just, it's looked incomplete. It doesn't look well made and I, it needs polish. For sure it needs polish. And hopefully mm-hmm. they get to that as well as like certain animations and and the, the I don't know, uh, they probably can't do much about the character models, but um, 
those two things. I hope I hope that this time gives them the opportunity to really address some of these factors. Yeah, and I'll even say I think they'll fix it. I mean, look at what they did with fourteen. That game came out bust ass ugly. You know what I mean? Yeah. And they decided to give it free graphical update. It was free. They didn't have to care. I mean, once a game once a game drops, nobody has to care. But they decided to actually give it a graphical update, which looks better, but it still looked bad. But hey, you know, <laughs> better than what it looked before. Yeah, that's true. That's true. We'll see. All right. Um, now we can move on to fighting game topic of the week. Man, this has been quite the saga, Pringle. We've been off for two weeks, but uh, this has been a little annoying, to be honest, to, <laughs> to be like... Uh, <laughs> To constantly see this. So obviously it has to do with Virtual Fighter. It's back, sort of. So on May 25th, 2021, Sega announced finally that their long-rumored Virtual Fighter Cross eSports project is in fact a remastered version of Virtual Fighter 5 Final Showdown, which is now known as Virtual Fighter 5 Ultimate Showdown. So that was rumored to be the case a few months ago. It wasn't confirmed until as of recently. So... The uh, game launched digitally on June 1st, 2021, and it's a free game for PlayStation Plus subscribers for the months of June and July. Here are the details that we know about the game. So it's PlayStation digital exclusive, but not really. We'll uh, get to more of that after I'm done with this little list. So it's uh, developed by Sega AM2, uh, the original arcade developer, and then Ryuga Gotoku, which is the, um, the team behind the Yakuza series. So it's, it's both of those guys. The uh, game features updated visuals for characters and UI, new background music for each stage, and new online features including spectator mode, uh, lobbies up to 16 players, and tournament options. This has by far been, been the biggest talking point with this game. It has delay-based netcode, but it's absorbing the delay with Google Cloud servers. So it's not peer-to-peer connection. It's peer-to-server. So both parties connect to a server and that's how the netcode is being processed. So people are calling it absorb netcode, which has been a meme in the FGC for the last, uh, last week. Um, a couple last points here is the game will cost uh, $29.99 if you're not a PlayStation plus subscriber. So if you just want the game, that's 30 bucks and if you want the legendary pack, which gets you 180 music tracks, customization options, old school character models, among many other things, that is $9.99 for that DLC. So that's all well and good. So I haven't played the game, uh, nor have I really been interested in playing the game. I guess I'll just get this out of the way. I don't care for Virtua Fighter like I never have. I've always been more on the side of Tekken when it comes to 3D games. Like, I've never really cared for Soul Calibur. I've never really cared for Virtua Fighter. I've tried them both. I've tried Final Showdown back in, during the 360 days, and I've tried Soul Calibur before. Uh, mm. To be honest with you, I actually like um, Dead or Alive second to Tekken. I like that series more, ironically enough, as, as poorly as it's been uh, treated <laughs> by its own development team. I, I enjoy that more. And I know that's pretty close to Virtua Fighter, but it's um it's scaled down. So but as far as Virtua Fighter proper, I've never really cared for the series. So I haven't really had an interest in coming back to this game uh, or really checking it out. And plus the fact that it's on PlayStation 4 and it's exclusive for now. So I guess this is a perfect time to go back to that. So is it exclusive? Yes, but no. So from the uh, the leaks that we saw online 
with some of the assets that were supposed to be coming for to advertise the game, people saw in the database that it actually will be multi-platform with mm. uh, on Xbox and on Steam and on other platforms after this exclusivity deal is done. So that's been rumored, but usually when you have assets like that, it's not just for show. Like, why would you have Steam assets and Xbox assets if it's not coming to those platforms? So I think that they're doing a short little exclusivity deal with Sony to kind of get the PlayStation Plus going uh, for a couple months. And then eventually they'll have uh, the, the game come out to other platforms. Now, Broken and I were talking about this the other day and we we're bringing it up like, hey, maybe this is a little bit of a like, a I don't know, a conspiracy theory because Sony now owns Evo and Tekken is being played on PC on at Evo Online 2021. So we were like, we were like, hey, maybe Sony wants the only 3D fighting game at Evo to be Ultimate Showdown, which is a PlayStation exclusive, and that's why they they resorted to to Tekken being on PC. But uh, since we got the Evo schedule, we know that that's not the case. So it was just a funny little theory, but uh, no. Uh, but as far as exclusivity, I, I don't know when it's going to run out, but I'm assuming it'll be for a few months and then eventually everybody will be able to play this game on different platforms. So exclusive, but not really. Um, hmm. And yeah, as far as the the other stuff, I don't really have much to comment on outside of the netcode, but I'll let you kind of go through this list first and kind of give me your your overview on this thing before we start getting into the netcode stuff. So is that it's it's free for June and July, yes. And then I assume the PlayStation guys, even if they have Plus, they'll still have to pay the thirty dollars. No. So if you continuously pay the PlayStation Plus subscription, it's free for you, um, forever. Oh, okay. You can just download the game in June or July. I have a question, and I thought I bet it's the case though that if you don't have the PlayStation Plus, you can buy the game for thirty dollars, but. To go online, you need PlayStation Plus. Yeah, so, correct. <laughs> so you have to spend more money to play the damn game. That's horrible, man. That's scummy as hell, man. Yeah. I hate that so much. Well, though. you have to do the same thing with Xbox Live, right? You need Xbox yeah. Live to play online. I hate, I hate those things, though, because if you if you go back, PlayStation 3 used to be free, man. Yep. The online was free at least, and you could still have a PlayStation Plus, which gave you extra things. But that's why I don't like... Um, Fighting games on console, man, outside of like um, locals, um, mm-hmm. they really not like they're expensive. You know, yeah. <laughs> in a way they're expensive because you constantly have to keep paying for the monthly subscription. So it's not very helpful. I don't even know about it's pretty funny, though, that the the guys that dropped the game is the team behind the Yakuza series. Like, damn, dude, how big is that team, bro? Like they just be like, all right, y'all, what's, what's the next Yakuza game going to look like? Dragon Quest, <laughs> and then they drop it like two years later. Like, damn, that was fast, man. Um, but I, I will say that I am not. I, I, I think the lobby is sixty players is pretty cool. I, I hope that people can watch each match when they're just chilling around. Um, I'm not too much of a fan of the UI. Still looks like poo poo to me. Yeah, it I don't know. Or, but I think it still looked like poo poo. So it probably was poo before. The, I, I saw a teensy bit of the gameplay, but I don't know, man. I'm just not feeling it. it I like, I don't know. I I know. Shouts out to Pants. He's really been enjoying that game. Right. But man, that game looked like functions, bro. Like, 
I've never the combo fiend inside of me just came out and he was like, they're just functions, man. They're just all they, the game, the characters in that game look like functions. They don't look there's some of them that look very different, but I don't know what it is, but they just look like generic characters I see in a Yakuza game. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> it's like or like uh what's that other game that was before uh uh Yakuza and uh it was like boring as hell. Oh man, I forgot what that game is. Uh, oh well, it doesn't matter. It's it's people swear it's one of the greatest, but it, it, it's not that fun from what I've seen. Um, oh, the game that just got remastered. Yeah, it has a third one, and everybody hated the third one from what yeah. I. Yeah. Ah, shit. What is that game called? Um, send something. Send something. I don't. It's with something with an S. Shenmue. Shenmue. Yeah, 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 yeah. Dude, there's a game you control a, a forklift. I'm like, man, there's a mini game that. Dude, that game does not look that good. I want to play it, but it definitely. It's not such a good-looking game, to be honest. It's basically like Yakuza if you take all the fun parts from what I've seen. Um, anyway, so I'm not too much into Virtual Fighter. I do play Virtual Fighter 2 when I play Yakuza games. So there's that <laughs> with the moon jumps. Yo, I, I, the game, I, like, okay, so, like, one thing I will say right quick is that the game looks like after, I think it was maybe, like, the fourth one. Maybe it was the third one. But after Virtual Fighter 4 or 5, one of those, or, or 3 or whatever, it, I feel like it took away a style with the blocky uh, um, skins and stuff like that. And what's funny is in that um, that uh, that extra, that $10 legendary pack, they even have skins of their old Virtual Fighter characters. So that tells me that it's like, come on, guys. Like, it looks so much more, like, to me, it had more of a soul when they look less like just boring ass generic characters and they look like blocky ass colorful ass characters to me personally they look more fun to me um so that's the only thing i noticed with the, the graphics i'm not too much of a virtual fighter i won't play it because i gotta get it on playstation i'm not gonna spend 30 dollars to play this old ass game that's not gonna happen and i don't want to spend playstation plus money so they really did lose me with that one if they do drop it on PC, it'd probably be the same situation where we'll have to pay like 30 to even play. So yeah, that definitely won't happen. Um, but I mean that's cool that I guess people are enjoying it. I don't know about that netcode thing though. I feel like the the thing with a server-based netcode, what I feel is that it won't last as long as something like GPO would probably. So as long as Google Cloud servers are allowing it to exist, it's kind of at mercy to whatever is there. And I feel that, you know, with how things could go with Google, they could just shut down the servers and basically the game is kind of screwed. And I mean, that happens with a lot of other games where the servers get shut down and it's pretty much over. But as opposed to things that use GGPO, I mean, you could still kind of go online. Uh, like, for instance, uh, maybe it's not the case with some servers and some games, but for instance, uh, if you play Stalkers on the PS3, you can still kind of play it online, which is funny. Um, because it uses GGPO. The same thing with, I think, the the anniversary collection of uh, Street Fighter that uses GGPO. I could be wrong, but I think it does. Um, on Steam, on- I I don't I don't know if that one uses GGPO. Oh, I I remember I thought it did, but I could be wrong. Maybe it was the maybe it was a specific Third Strike thing they had going. But I do know that Dark Stalkers, to my understanding, uses GGPO on PS4. Yeah, Third Strike um, might, but I don't know that anniversary collection. I think is all delay based. Ah, okay. I'm I'm not sure, uh, but regardless, I'm not a fan of servers uh, because I just feel like if they go down, everybody's kind of just screwed. You know what I'm saying? The also part of it is that the they're not reliable in the fact that people. So people are calling this racist netcode, right? Because 
racist Nico. <laughs> because if you look at the map for the Google Cloud servers, yeah. you know, here in the US, we're fine. Yeah. Uh, if you're in Canada, you're probably fine. Japan, you're fine. Uh, you know, certain spots in Asia, you're fine. Africa, uh, stay free. You're in South yeah. America. Uh, hopefully, you're next to Sao Paulo. <laughs> like, you know, oh, it's man. it's it's rough. Like it it's not consistent across most of the world. Like it's uh, there's certain spots that you'll be fine. So this is what I've heard so far. I haven't played it. I have no evidence. This is what I have heard from the FGC Hollywood Discord. And this is what I've heard from on Twitter and Reddit and our fighters and all stuff. When it works, it's great. It's way better than Tekken. It's way better than a lot of these delay-based games. It uh, it really does absorb the delay. So it feels good. When it doesn't, it's horrible. Like it's yeah. it's it's really, really bad. You're playing with extreme delay. The, the input lag, there's a video on, on Twitter out there that, that, that you can see when the guy presses the button to how long it takes for it to show up on the uh, on screen. So it's it's really, it's the tale of both ends as far as like being really, really good, which is great, but it's also really, really bad. So it doesn't, so nobody ever talks about like uh, GGPO, for example, like mm. when it work like, it, like that it doesn't work, right? Like, you might not like the way sometimes when it works because of the fact that you're simply just too far apart, so you're getting a lot of rollback. But that's mm-hmm. the whole point, is that you're not getting delay, you're getting rollback. So it works. With yeah. this, it works sometimes. If you have a tower next to you and the other guy has a tower next to him and you can both get to that same place, then great. It works awesome. But that's not consistent across the entire map of the world. So if you're an unfortunate soul somewhere that doesn't have a Google server next to it and you want to play this game, Absorb Netcode is probably not the one that you should be paying your money for. But I will say, at least these Virtua Fighter fans got something. Like, it's better than nothing, isn't it? Like, it sucks that it doesn't have rollback Netcode, but beggars can't be choosers. And the game was dead anyway because it was stuck on 360 or whatever and then PlayStation 3. You got a remaster of it. It's technically free if you're already on PlayStation 4. And the odds are, if you're playing fighting games on PlayStation 4, you're a PlayStation Plus subscriber because you're playing them online. So it's kind of a win for that community. So the outcry of people getting pissed, I don't understand why they're getting pissed in the first place because this wasn't in your hands to begin with. So, like, it's almost like me giving you food and be like, I hate this flavor. It sucks. (laughs) It's like, you didn't pay for it. (laughs) So... I don't know. That's just my take on it. It's not ideal, but at least it's there. Yeah, you're right. I think it is, uh, you know, another set of, like, ways to play current old fighting games, which is always good. I, I forgot about that, though. That's, see, that's a problem with delay-based and why we have a problem with it and we're trying to enter the gates of Robachia. The problem is is that when delay-based doesn't work, everything is slow. Like, your inputs don't come out. Mm-hmm. And it takes forever, and... It almost, in a way, at least when you're like, ro- at least when rollback chuds a lot, all your inputs are coming when you press them. So it doesn't start, de- you don't start developing this weird habit of playing with the weird delay that input delay usually creates. Because mm-hmm. like, I-, I didn't understand it till I played like Persona Ultimax online against someone in like Mexico. And I've been playing like Skullgirls a lot more that I realized that, man, it makes me play weird. So like you, you play online a lot with like three or four frames of delay and then you go offline and it's almost like 
it, you would think that it would make you feel better, but sometimes it just doesn't because I'm so used to playing in sand. Yep. So it really isn't. And, and like the tower thing is true too. Now that are now that you mention it, because that's another big problem with uh, something with servers. You know, the servers are only good if you're around the server. If you're <laughs> not around the server, you're pretty much screwed. And I mean, that's that's a big problem to me personally. Because, but then it's really weird. I don't understand why they went this route with Virtual Fighter. You know what I mean? Like, you know, that people really probably wanted to play it. Why would maybe they're maybe that Google movie? Maybe Google's giving them the money, man. You know what I'm saying? Like, maybe that's the good money right there. Because like, it's really weird that you wouldn't go with a better option for people to play your older game, especially with with how people are looking at games nowadays. It's like. It's not like they don't know, man. You know, Sega's not living under a bridge or anything. Maybe they are, man, but it's very weird. But, hey, at least people get their virtual fire. You know what I'm saying? I'm not going to play that game. I, 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 if, it was, if I had locals and they played it, then I would probably play it. But there's mm-hmm. just, I can't think of any instance of me being like, let me go pay for PlayStation Plus. All right, let me go download some virtual fire. I'm like, man, I'd rather, I'd rather just play Tekken if I'm going to play Netcode like that. And I don't want to play that. So... <laughs> right now i i have a theory you just brought that up you're like why go through this whole process which is probably even more expensive to get these google yeah. cloud servers to go instead of just investing in and rollback right yeah this is my opinion like, we're talking about fighting in conspiracy theories this is one right yeah. this is just me talking out my ass <laughs> yeah. this is what i think is going on with this game in my opinion the people that work on virtual fighter at sega are really interested in bringing back Virtua Fighter. But yeah. Sega, the the head of, of Sega, those those talking heads at the top are not interested. That's my opinion. Like they're not interested in investing in this franchise. They kind of want it to die and they don't want to talk about it anymore. But they brought this back because this is, in my opinion, going to be a similar situation to Darkstalkers. Remember when Darkstalkers oh, yeah. came out? They were like, hey, we brought it back. And nobody bought it, so obviously you guys don't want a new one, right? That's that was yeah. the they almost they're like setting themselves up to fail on purpose because they don't really want to go through another virtual fighter process of making six. So they're putting these things. Okay, here we are. We remastered this one. We give it to you for free with PlayStation. The DLC is only ten bucks, and it gives you all this stuff. We gave you Absorb Netcode, which is uh, way better than Delay. And you guys still complain and you didn't really support it. So no Virtua Fighter uh-huh. 6 for you. I think even though at the end of the day, at long term, renting out these Google servers for netcode is probably way more expensive than just developing rollback netcode for your game. I think that this game is short term. I think I don't know how long they're going to maintain yeah, the, the cloud-based connection instead of peer-to-peer. And... We'll see because I think that they're prob they might do this might be like a year and they shut the servers yeah. down and they're like all right it's sorry. Like, <laughs> instead of actually developing rollback netcode because that could be a commitment that they don't want to really take because they got other things they could just pop out another Sonic and be like there you go more money for I us wish you know? kind of are <laughs> yeah that's just my theory not confirmed mm-hmm. not anything but I just I find that that's kind of what's that like the the decision makers at Sega are yeah. are kind of doing this while the developers really want to work on Virtua Fighter, but they're not given the green light. So that's kind of how I feel about man. that. Man, 
you know, hey man, I, I, you know, ten four hat might be true, but it made me think of uh, it made me think of like when a new Yakuza game drops, Yakuza Nine. I'm gonna have to get Virtual Fighter through that game because mm-hmm. <laughs> I gotta go to the arcade to get GGPO Virtual Fighter Five. <laughs> yeah, man, it's uh, yeah, we'll see. I I don't know. Um, I put a couple stats here, so just for people who aren't familiar with Virtual Fighter, so. Uh, Virtual Fighter 5 was released in arcades in 2006. Then it was ported to PlayStation 3 and Xbox 360 in 2007. The final showdown of the version of the game released in arcades in 2010. Then it was ported to PS3 and Xbox 360 in 2012. So it's been nine years since the last iteration of the game, which was Final Showdown, and then 15 years total for the game's age. So it's a, it's a long it's a pretty old game to get a remaster this late is uh not unheard of but very much unexpected and I, i'm not entirely sure what the motivation of it outside of you know what i just said which is the tinfoil hat thing but um we got a couple questions here they're both roughly the same the first one comes from abud on patreon and he asks what is your opinion on the negative and positive feedback regarding virtual fighter 5 being re-released instead of a sequel I understand why some people are opposed to that, but great fighting games, no matter how old they are, will always be fun to play and can possibly bring in a new player, or rather, and can possibly bring in new players, which may eventually result in a sequel to those games. We've kind of touched on it earlier. Is um, If you're a Virtua Fighter fan, I think you should be happy in the moment. You should, if you're around a tower, that's great, and you can play it online, and this is the game that you really enjoy. Like Pants in the, in the Discord, right? He's really enjoying it. If if that's you, that's great. I'm happy for you. If you're a Virtua Fighter fan who's not around one of those uh, Google servers, that sucks. Hopefully you can maybe find somebody after the pandemic is over and we can go back to offline to, to play this game with. But uh, I think people should just be happy with what they got. The... There's there's a weird outcry and not outcry, but the, the the response in the FGC is always frustrating to me because whenever something like this comes out on both opposite ends, people either completely overhype the game and they shill the shit out of it with no with no criticism whatsoever, or people completely destroy the game and shit on it without taking into the fact the good things that it's done. It's 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 black or white. It's like there's no gray and I, I hate that those reactions on Twitter. Like you should be objective with what you have in hand, but then also be able to criticize the game. Um, that's how I feel. But uh, overall, I I don't know if they'll get a sequel, but I think it's a it's definitely a good thing to have it in a lot of mm-hmm. fans' hands. I agree too, though, man. They do they do be looking at it black and white, like man, because like now people think, oh, you guys complain about rollback, rollback, rollback. like yes. But we do want good rollback. We don't just want rollback. You know, there's a reason why we're complaining about it. But sometimes it's like it's just like, oh, that they do is whine about it, and it's like, nah, man, it's not. It's not what it's about, man. You know what I'm saying? It, rollback is is a bigger. It's for the bigger sense of things for games to actually last longer, mm-hmm. for games for us to play them for longer amounts of time. Because look at Fight K. People still playing KOF. What ninety nine. 2000 i don't know what the hell care of two five six seven man they playing a whole goddamn roster that's whatever on fight k and dark stalkers and third strike street fighter alpha they're able to still play those 
to this day because of things like rollback. So it's like it's very useful. But yeah, the echo chamber is strong in the community sometimes, dude. Yeah. Uh, speaking of rollback, I mean, I just try to play Scruffy on Ki, and mm-hmm. I kept making a lot. So you can't invite people on Xbox through Steam because you can only um, you can play them on ranked, I think, but you can't invite them into player lobbies. So I had to make a public a public lobby, which I'm on Steam. He's on Xbox. And speaking of rollback, that game wouldn't exist without rollback because I kept trying yeah. to make a public lobby. All these killer dudes keep showing up in my lobby. I'm like, no, 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 I don't want you. I want Scruffy to show up in my lobby. But <laughs> these dudes keep showing up in my lobby because the game is alive because of rollback. And yeah, that wouldn't happen if that was delay-based. I, I I could open a lot public lobby without having to kick people and just Scruffy would show yeah. up. But, uh, yeah, it's definitely... Yeah, the rollback would, is definitely a life extension for a lot of these games. And um, mm-hmm. with this one, I don't know. This might be, it might be an extension, but it ain't. It ain't for very long. <laughs> yeah, it's more like a lifeline, man. Mm-hmm. Like it's not. It's not playing a long game. It's playing the short man's game. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Goofy has a similar question. He just says, uh, "I take it that you guys aren't too happy about the news." A Virtua Fighter 5 Ultimate Showdown being a PlayStation 4 exclusive. He says he personally didn't have uh, high hopes for it. Now, again, to the exclusivity thing, it's not confirmed. Uh, but again, with those assets being data mined out there, um, I don't believe it's an, a, it's a true exclusive. I think it's a timed exclusive. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's going to be a year either, like we saw with Samurai Showdown. I think it's going to be a few months. Maybe they'll let Evo pass, and then they'll... Uh, put it out to different maybe it's six months right maybe it's a six months exclusive and then put it on other consoles and pc and all that jazz mm-hmm. all right that is all pringle for fighting game news mm-hmm. fighting game topic of the week and uh oh boy do we have some questions here again i apologize to everybody we had uh two weeks of no podcast so you know the the rollback questions of the week definitely piled up but we got the first one that comes from faux ko on discord and he asks the best grappler or grapplers or grapple centric character in any fighting game by function add on same question but by look style i have the same character in mind for both of those stipulations so the best grappler or grapple centric character in my opinion is uh satsuki from melty blood because She's she's a oh, super yeah. super unique uh, grappler in the fact that her command grabs themselves don't do the damage. It's it's just so she can catch you, ground you, and now she can combo your ass because you can't move. So it's just a way to like she hooks you basically with a with like a fishing line, right? And now she's mm-hmm. pounding on you. So that's the cool yeah. part about the grappler. Yeah. It's not the actual command grab that does the damage. Um, and then as, as far as looks. I like her a lot as a grappler because she's this little, you know, schoolgirl, and she hits like a truck. So that's awesome. Oh, it reminds yeah, me a lot right. of why you like. <laughs> it reminds me a lot of why you like uh, Nako. Yo, yeah, I love characters <laughs> like that because it's like it, you don't expect it, man. Yeah, man, Satsuki hits like a truck, man. I, I wish I could learn that character, man, but I don't. I don't want to spend time learning Milty. Maybe if she's in the new Milty, if she's in the new Milty, I'm definitely gonna probably learn her, man. Right. She's a gorilla, like gorilla, <laughs> yeah. gorilla. She's nuts. That's Planet of the Apes right there, son. Mm. <laughs> uh, if I was going to say function, it probably would be uh, Cerebella pre-Mike Ziera. Because, mm. like, <laughs> she she had, like, everything. This chick had armored moves. 
She can soak up like up to three hits of armor. She had instant overheads. She had uh, uh, side, uh, what was it cross cross up on the on the grounded cross up setups? Uh, and it could go through her running. She could basically run. She had a double jump. She could glide. This chick was every. Oh my god! It's like this guy just like this dude. I don't know who the hell like it was Mike Z or whatever Labzer was before or whatever. Whoever the hell thought about it was uh, was thinking about what to make a gorilla look like in a woman. That, and they made that. That chick is a gorilla, gorilla man. Like God damn, she has reflect, dude. She can ref. She has a DP. Why the hell does a, a, a grappler have a D? She got a DP, and if it gets blocked, she could go into the level three, and the level three is plus on. It's hella plus. It's so plus on block. You can eat another <laughs> mix up from her. Oh man, she's nuts, dude. Like it's fr- freaking retarded, man. I don't know. <laughs> like, like every time I think of it, I'm like, man, this chick is like retarded, retarded, dude. Yeah, that's yeah. She's a great pick. Um, I like her super where you land on the sword on her heel. That's cool. Yeah, that they're three sixty. Yeah, yeah. It's a three sixty, and then what you do is that you, as soon as you the the body hits the sword, you you have to input the DP to get the combo out of it because you could just get the damage, but you can get a combo out of that too, which is like super nuts. And she could cancel that out of her lock and load, which is like the armor move. So she can fake the lock and load and then go right into that 360 command grab, which I think is like invulnerable. And like, maybe I could be wrong, but like frame one of some ridiculous ass BS that you can't react to unless you already inputted the up back. So Mm -hmm. super nuts, super nuts. Yeah. Actually, one of my favorite animations in Skullgirls is technically a, well, it's not a command grab, but it's just a grab into a super. It's uh, Goodfellas, Peacock. Yeah, 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 yeah. I do like that one. Too, where yeah. She brings out the team. Yeah, I like yeah. that. My favorite part is when she throws a cigar at the end. That's so sick. <laughs> <laughs> and it causes the explosion and a, sh- a shadow. Like, oh, yeah, it's so mm-hmm. sick, man. Uh, Arrow on Discord asks, uh, what's the biggest L you had to hold in terms of life in general or in the FGC? I'll go with the FGC part. Uh, biggest okay. L. Let me think about this. Hmm. I can do one for real life. I can't think of FGC one. Okay, I, go ahead. I don't think I, Hit me. Real life. When I was like, I was like ten, man, and I had a decision to make. I I decide between. It was this current Lego set. It was amazing. This Lego set would come. With, I think it came with like a camera or something, and you could record it. You can make videos, movies, all kinds of stuff like that. It was that or Paper Mario for the N sixty four. And I decided. I was like, man. I, I didn't know what it was. My mom gave me a choice, and I picked Paper Mario for the N64. Bro, I could have been the next Steven Spielberg, for all we know, man. Oh, man. <laughs> I decided to pick a goddamn video game. <laughs> Yo, I still think of it to, think of it to this day. I was like, maybe I would have been different. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you never know. That could have been a little crossroads there for your, for your future. <laughs> yeah, man. Because I was really into Legos, too, man. But the fact that you could film it and, and do all this stuff, it's crazy. That's cool. Hmm. I'll go with, I won't say too many details just to not bring down this podcast, but I'll say this. So there was uh, I used to have a friendship with a certain someone that we kind of had a falling out. And the only reason why we never got back to being friends was just because of pride, just like stupid pride stuff. Like we didn't oh, want to no. like not either, not either one of us didn't want to like admit that like we were both jerks. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> 
so we never we haven't talked since i would consider that an l like that was something that if i was older like if i was like my age now i would have just swallowed my pride and even though if i thought i was right i would have been like you know what whatever it's all good so it don't really matter man (laughs) funny (laughs) though dude (laughs) um but yeah that's an l because that that could have been salvaged but uh just stupid pride got in the way male pride Mm mm-hmm all right. Speaking of pants, there he is. In my pants on Discord asks, what's your favorite mechanic in fighting games? Mine is Combo Breaker. It keeps me on my toes while playing a match, and it makes the game so interesting to watch. It can be used offensively or defensively. It's so perfect. If I had the chance to do it on my own fighter, I would do it in a heartbeat. Favorite mechanic. Um, I think we spoke about this before, or we answered this somewhat before. For me personally, it's change shift. I think the chain shift mechanic and the grid mechanic and under night is so cool because of the fact that it's literally controlling momentum. You're controlling the middle, uh, who is doing the correct blocks, who's doing the correct offensive pushing. And then you get the mechanic and chain shift. The fact that this is your reward, you won neutral. There's a, there's a cancel for you that you can use anytime offensively, defensively. It's a, it's a great mechanic and, uh, it really dictates the game. It makes you think every 16 seconds when that grid is, is going to, uh, to make sure you're playing the right way. And if normally the person that wins the grid is the person that wins the match. Man, I actually don't have one in particular. I, I w- I'd say that combo breaker is a cool thing. I, I, I like the mechanics where, so like, what about YRC? Why a lot of people, your favorite. <laughs> oh, hell no. I hate that mechanic. That mechanic is canceled. You go YRC out of command grabs. That's <laughs> retarded, man. Who, who designed that, man? Oh, my God, dude. I hate that. Like, that's so cancerous, man. Ugh. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Ugh. But uh, I do think that like something like combo breakers is a really cool mechanic because I like it. So like I understand why people don't like the resets and Skullgirls. But the reason why I like the resets in Skullgirls is because it makes the person continue to do something even when he's getting hit. There's a lot of games, or a lot of them, where whenever we get hit, we just don't we don't do anything, right? Mm-hmm. Just wait. But yeah, yeah, you just hold down back or something. But the idea, and like I think Melty Blood does something similar, where you're supposed to mash when you're getting hit or something like that to neg- to make the damage less or something yep. like that. Mm-hmm. I like the idea that there is something telling you that. Just because you're getting in a combo, you should decide to still figure something out next. You should be doing something, basically. So it's not like it's super interactive as opposed to I get hit like Guilty Gear. You get hit and then you put into an Oki situation and then you're like you're kind of holding down back to your knockdown and then you have to read the the Oki setup. So I kind of like that in the case of like Skullgirls with the reset system where it's like, you're supposed to keep doing something even when you're blocking. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I don't like it because it's super cheap. And, like, there's so many setups in that game where you're just not blocking it. So, like, it can definitely be counterintuitive. All right. Number four, uh, Borderlands, which is technically Toby. So he asks, mm-hmm. where, where do you land on the iceberg? Like, what's the lowest one that of these that you really like or play? So this is the FGC iceberg. It basically goes from... Oh my God. Yeah, it goes from the uh, the games that are like popular to like super super niche. So uh, uh. there's there's let's see. So there's a household name, uh, Vogue, popular, discernible, fringe, bygone, niche, esoteric, oblivion, and cursed. Right. So <laughs> it just goes more and more obscure as far as the games are concerned. 
So God damn, I ain't never heard of you. <laughs> just to give the uh, the listeners that aren't don't have this picture in front of him, I'll put this on the YouTube version of the podcast, but uh, or at least I'll put the I'll put a, a, the link down. Um, the first one has like Street Fighter, Dragon Ball Z, you know, Mortal Kombat. That's like the top of the iceberg. And then the further down you go, it's like Virtua Fighter. Then you got uh, Fighting EX Lair, Fatal Fury, Art of Fighting 2. And then uh, the, you know, the last one has a game called Time Slaughter and then Death Cargo, which I've never heard of in my life. So mm. I guess we'll go through some of these. I've heard of... Um, Obviously, Fight of Gods, so I'm at least discernible. And then oh, I've, I've heard of Ease Laugh, so I'm I'm fringe. Uh, DBZ Budokai, the fact that that's bygone, that's crazy. Um, I've played that before. Primal Rage, obviously, as well. Um, but I think where I stand is on niche. So that's I don't know any of these games in a niche. So you got games like... Angel Eyes, The Karate Tournament, OMF 2097, Survival Arts. I've never heard of any of these games. Zero Divide. Um, yeah, so I think that's where I land on niche. Bruh. <laughs> I, I think I'll go all the way to Cursed. Really? <laughs> I'll go all the way to Cursed because I'm looking at a game. Yeah, I'll go Cursed. There's a game called Super Street Fighter 4. I'll go there. I'm looking at it right now, and I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> I'll play that for a stream any day of the weekend. <laughs> You know what game they should have here that they don't? They should have the uh, Harambe game with Street Fighter. Oh, man, that game was fun, man. <laughs> oh, dude. I, I, I've definitely played Chaos Code. Uh, well, no. Yeah, I have played Chaos Code and uh, Nitro Plus. What if mm -hmm. I, I don't know if I played anything on Bygone. Bygone? Uh, Budokai, yeah. Uh, niche. You played Power Stone? Played. Yeah, Power Stone, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So you're at least Bygone. Yeah, I think I, I've heard of Vanguard and Ergis is like some weird Square Enix fighting game. Damn, oh, so you're even man. more niche than I am. <laughs> Sonic the Fighters, you can't forget about that. Bushido Blade, Digimon Rumble Arena. I really like the ones. I played the ones on uh, Game Boy Advance, the one and two. Uh, it was pretty fun. Oh, then it shit. got pretty bad after the fourth one. Fighting Angels, is that that's that new game that came out, right? The the waifu game on Steam. Fighting Angel. I don't know. I'm pretty right? sure that's see. it. <laughs> <laughs> it's all waifus. Wait, wait, wait. Oh yeah. That just I came out. I have seen it in the front. Yeah. I guess I'm oblivious. 2019 though. Oh okay. Well, I I know it was uh, being on Steam. I, maybe Zio put it on there. I don't know, but like it came in my recommended all of a sudden. I was like, what the hell is this? Damn, they got some weird jiggle physics. Like those breasts are made out of water, man. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. but okay so i'm 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 oblivion then that's 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 as, as niche as i go because i've never heard of any of these ones in cursed yeah man i've not heard of these mystery game tournaments well no nah, i've never joined one i wanted to though hmm. yeah i don't know <laughs> any of the ones in oblivion actually now i think about it let me see bootlegged genesis games maybe there was a <laughs> uh bootlegged super nintendo game that i played that was like a I think it was Sailor Moon. Oh, man, low-key, that fighting game was amazing. But it was a bootlegged game or some bootlegged game. I don't even know, man. Damn. <laughs> All right. Uh, where we're at here? We're on uh, number five. Okay, so Radix on Discord asks, flashback to the beginning of 2020. 
if there was no pandemic, no Evo scandal, no word regarding KOF 15 or Guilty Gear Strive, what do you think the chances are that Plus R and the King of Fighters 2002 UM would be a main stage title at Evo and by extension, any really old titles that make a resurgence? Uh, I ha- I say no chance. <laughs> so Yeah, I was about to say mega low. So if there's no um, evil scandal and there's no pandemic and we get no word of Guilty Gear Strive or the King of Fighters 15, there's no reason to give the attention to rollback netcode games as much as we did. Like the reason why we gave the uh, GGPO games of the resurgence with the rollback netcode games is that uh, it was the only way to play. Like the pandemic took everything away. So that's why plus R got a resurgence. That's why KOF 2002 mm-hmm. got a resurgence. So uh, I I think you would still see more of the same if you had no evil scandal, no pandemic. Even without those two big games coming up, like 15 and Strive, yeah, you would still get just regular games. You'd get uh, mm-hmm. the, the, you know. You the, <laughs> yeah, Granblue, the usual suspects you would get. Uh, and it, probably instead of, you know, Strive and all that, you would probably get um, maybe Undernight and Birth or, mm-hmm. oh, uh, you know, Exert, you know, Rev 2. Um, who knows? The, but you would have gotten the regular, the usual games, and you wouldn't have gotten the the older titles. Yeah, that, that definitely would have not cared about any of the old games. You no. would have been playing with the Melty Brothers on the mm-hmm. floor in the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think Skullgirls definitely would have. COVID was probably the best thing that could have happened to Skullgirls, but then... Uh, Everything else yeah. was not. <laughs> yep. <laughs> All right. Uh, Deco7 on Discord asked, what do you think is the most underrated thing about fighting games? To be honest, lately, it's just playing them. Oh, man. Seriously, dude. Yeah. Well, what are we? I don't play them. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, man. I don't play them. I talk more about them than I play them. Yeah. I've, I, just, I have a small rant here. I'm not going to go too long on this, I swear. Because he said underrated thing, like I've been enjoying playing fighting games lately because I've been playing ponies. Here I am playing a little bit of KI. I still mess around with those up with the other games, even though the netcode isn't great. But like I play with, you know, uh, shoutouts to Snowflake. I play with him a little bit of Tekken when it holds up. And, you know, we just play Street Fighter V. So I'm enjoying my time actually playing the game. But everything mm-hmm. else, man, have I fallen out of love with everything else. Like the community. <laughs> The like the online portion of the community, I think, is so awful. Like, I, it's just the whether it's like OG spouting nonsense or people just con- constantly shilling or people just talking out their ass, don't know what they're saying, and w- whether they're being toxic or just ignorant or whatever. Like, I hate that. And um, the there's there's a lot of stuff that I really don't like in the FGC, and I don't like about fighting games. But recently just playing the goddamn game like that is just that yeah yeah that's that's constantly reminds me why i got into it because the games are fun like the games are really good Uh but uh everything else man i've that's that's the overrated shit like i'm tired of that like i don't i yeah i could do if i could do just fighting games without any of the other stuff i would to be honest (laughs) at this point i would yeah i agree man i i the only reason why i'm not playing is because i just feel like i ain't got like i I want to play KOF, but I don't want to, like, for me personally to enjoy the game 2002, I would have to learn about it, man. That's kind of how it works with me in fighting games, because, like, pressing buttons is cool, but 
I'm going to go online, and a lot of people are just going to kind of body me, man. Unless I go around asking for Discord matches or something. Most of those people have been playing 2002 for since 2002. <laughs> so, <laughs> I don't think, I like, it's just one of those games where, like, I kind of like it, but it just takes, like, I have to learn it to really enjoy it personally. Because um, then I could do the cool stuff, and the cool stuff is kind of fun for me. But, yeah, I would, I would agree, man. They... People, I feel like people are spending more time not even talking about it than they are playing it. And mm-hmm. personally, I just feel that like, I, like now that I don't really play Skullgirls anymore, I almost got like any nothing much of else. I might just try Power Rangers, but I don't want to spend twenty bucks on it. And I was trying to set up Fight Cave, but I don't know, man. I don't know what's up with this new Fight Cave, but I'm kind of having trouble with it, and I feel stupid because it's probably easy. But then, like as soon as I have any trouble with the Fight Cave, I'm just like, I don't really even want to touch this. <laughs> so I, I, I just played Fight Cave the other day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to play Darkstalkers on it, but like at the same time, it's like I don't want to play Darkstalkers. <laughs> we so have like, in our it, Discord. We have uh, in the resources tab. We have all of the files and all of the Fightcade stuff. That you can oh, just you do? Yeah. Okay. I don't know. I, tr- I tried downloading them stuff, and it's like it doesn't find the ROM or whatever. But regardless, I'm not that. If I was more interested enough, I would definitely go through the process to mm-hmm. put the game. But it doesn't seem like I am. So. I don't have much to play fighting game wise. I've been enjoying Rivals, but I'm not, I don't even think I. I think I played it like once this week, maybe. I'm also even. I think I'm even enjoying more of my JRPGs as right. of recently. But um, I definitely like. I definitely want something kind of new. Um, but definitely playing the games is so much more fun than just spending t- all this time talking about them and stuff like that. Like I want to play these games. I don't want to. I do miss my locals still, man. Like RIP locals, dude. Like God, leave, man. But that that playing them is so much more fun than talking about them, mm. man. Yeah, no, I listen. I I agree. I think playing the fighting games, we've kind of gotten away from that, and uh, everything uh-huh. else has taken mainstay. Listen, I love covering fighting games as well. Like, don't get me wrong, but um, it's the other things that come with it. It's um, especially the communication online is so horrid. Like, it's so bad. Yeah, uh, man, it's really bad, dude. It, yeah, it really takes takes my passion out of it. That's why uh, that's why doing something like the Yume piece kind of brought it back to me. I was like, man, this is what I'm like. This is the shit. Like I actually like like not talking about uh, you know absorb netcode online with people. Like it just seems a lot of people are looking to nitpick and looking to be negative and you know not the front. But we've kind of felt fed into that sometimes as well. But I would like to get away from just. Uh, kind of going with the pack of everybody doing the same shit and just, mm-hmm. you know, just play the game. And if you like it, you like it, you don't, you don't. All right. We got uh, two more questions here and then a little bit of a wrap up at the end. So the Monarch on Discord asked, which pads would you recommend for those unwilling to pick up sticks? Uh, PS1 play pad. No. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's not, that's the knuckle do uh, pad, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's somebody that actually plays on PS1, man. There, mm-hmm. There's definitely some people that have used it. It'll last longer than anything, I think, new, probably. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, I'm So I'm not a pad player. I haven't been for years. But uh, my friend, shout out to Shiju, she plays on pad. And I play a little bit on it, and it felt pretty comfortable. But I, I don't have enough time with it to really tell you. It's called the, mm-hmm. uh, the Hori Commander, I think. Um, yeah. And it has like three buttons on the top, three buttons on the bottom, and uh, I don't know if it has a joystick. I think it just has a D-pad. I don't remember. Uh, looks like it just has a. 
It has both. Yeah. It has both. I was using the yeah. D-pad. And um, I mean, it felt it felt fine. Um, she plays Xiaoyu in Tekken, and she does well with, uh, with pad. And um, that's the only one that I've really had experience with outside of obviously the 360 pad and the uh, PlayStation 4 pad, but I'd never really played with those too uh, too much to really give you. I mean, maybe a little bit here and there, but uh, it's been a while since I've played on pad. Like mm. Tekken 6 days level. Like I've, It's been a while. Yeah, oh man. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I'm not too well-versed of pads either. I don't really like them because Game from two? what I've seen... Yeah, yeah, dude, I play that thing. Yeah, for rivals, man, mm-hmm. it works really well for that game. I don't know what it is with the the platform fighters, but it's like <laughs> it must be because of like the innovation of just the platform fighter genre from uh, this guy Sakurai that made everybody just play on the GameCube controller. Right. But um, yeah, uh, the problem I have with pads usually is just the fact that they kind of run their course relatively quick from what I've seen. Oh, they wear out, dude. Yeah, man, and fighting game players wear the hell out of their controllers. Mm-hmm. So, like, I always hear people talking to me about like having to change a new pad, having to change. And I mean, you go into a pad, it's like fifty bucks, fifty bucks, fifty bucks, fifty bucks. Man, I still have the same fight stick I had for the last two to three years, mm-hmm. dog. So, and that thing, like, anything can mess up in it, and you can just easily replace it. So, I think I do. I would say that anything Hori is pretty good. Like from what I've seen, they probably make. Or I think they're one of the few companies that make uh, pads that are of any good quality. So I would just stick to anything that's Hori related for your pads because they have a lot of a lot of good reception and a lot of experience with the people that do play uh, that stuff. So yeah, stick to Hori, man. It's probably the best bet, honestly. Yeah, there used to be those Mad Cats pads as yeah, well. Mad Cats, yeah, but they I don't, don't know they if they're. Don't. Yeah, I don't know if they're even around anymore. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't think Mad Cats used to be one of the biggest fight stick things, but mm-hmm. like even I think during that time, objectively speaking, they weren't the best though. No, but like so many people were sponsoring by them, so I think like I'm looking through their site with the products, and yeah, I don't know if like let's see, they they made a fight stick. Yeah, I think Mad Cats they have the EGO fight stick. I guess no one ever talks about that, and I guess they have. They still sell controllers, but it's not like pads. So the last one I remember I know, from yeah. them was the TE2, and then they kind of just went yeah. into obscurity. Yeah, really weird too, because it looks like they were on the coattails of like the greatest thing ever when it came to their products. You know what yeah. I mean? Even though they weren't the greatest thing, they were hitting everything. Like, like everybody, like Mad Cats was sponsoring everyone. It seemed like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, and and they do have like some sort of like a. It looks like a normal controller though, not like a pad, but. Like a fight pad, but it looks like a normal controller, the other one. But yeah, I don't know. Mad Cat's just kind of fizzled. So Horror is probably your best bet, honestly. Yeah, I would agree. <clears throat> All right. And the final rollback question of the week comes by Nice Guy Nick on Discord. Shout out to Nice Guy Nick, by the way. He played in our Street Fighter Five tournament. Uh, hey. in, in recalling Juna's Tekken 7 video on there being too many characters when Lydia came out, do you feel there is a limit? How many characters that a 1v1 fighter and a team fighter should max out at? I guess Juna said that there's too many characters in Tekken 7. Mm. I don't know why he why he, why he bought. I mean, I mean, if, I feel like in Tekken 7 outside of like Eddie, yeah, Eddie, you don't really have to care too much about all the characters in the game cuz 
they pretty much all kind of function the same. Eddie, maybe Shayu, and maybe like a small handful of them. Everyone else kind of functions the same. Eddie's just weird because he's always going into these stances, like these dance moves. Yeah. But like, I mean, are you really worrying so much about like what all the characters do? Especially if you're a Paul player. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> you just dump it there. You're right? Demo Man or, or uh, you know, like, I don't think that's too much of a problem, honestly, in terms of Tekken. But I would say that, no, I don't think there should be a limit. I would say design-wise, there should be one for in the case of balance. Mm -hmm. So, like, if they make way too many characters, then they can't really balance it. So, like, in a game of, like, Blaze Blue, I feel like Central Fiction, I feel like the balance is, like, all over the goddamn place because there's just so many characters, and I feel like they stopped... Char- like they stopped touching up some of the characters and it really robbed i guess some of the interest in terms of like how good some characters are and all this kind of stuff but i don't think there should be a limitation more so just kind of like an idea of the developer of what is too much because if you make too much characters then there's so many characters that are going to go under the radar and not be improved upon yeah, I mean, and for balance purposes, learning how to fight all these characters probably is annoying. But um, if with like Tekken, I personally don't have a problem with there being a lot of characters because, like you said, unless it's the specific ones that are like Lei or Eddie or Xiaoyu yeah, or Zafina, some of those, <laughs> yeah, some of those stance characters that are a little funky to fight. That aren't just you know standing up with four limbs and are you know, are throwing four limbs at you, um, then you know then that that's when it would be a problem. But for the most part, if you look at the Tekken roster, they all have similar game plans. You just have to learn the the moves that they like to use the most, right? So you know mm-hmm. Ra- Raven likes to throw out a knee and Lily likes to throw out um, a hop kick and and Paul likes yeah. to throw out a death fist. So you have to kind of learn those things. But uh, mm-hmm. as far as a limit, I wouldn't put a number on it if you can maintain a balance. But uh, I guess if you just if you really have to have a number, maybe like 50. 50 would be like a good yeah. number where it'd be like, you know, that's a lot of characters. And I personally wouldn't be too overwhelmed. Like King of Fighters 14 launched with 50. And I think it has, yeah. what, like 60 something in that game? So mm. Or 58, I don't know. But it has a lot of characters. Same thing with it. I, and I forgot to mention, but he did say Team Fire. Team Fire should definitely have a lot. Like, oh, yeah. That's always been my biggest complaint with Skullgirls. There's not enough characters. Team Fighters, the more, the merrier. Blaze Blue Cross Tag, even though I don't like it, it has a lot of characters, which lets people be super explorative and super creative. And the more there is, the more people can be creative, which I'm always down with. Mm-hmm. Well said. All right. So that's all for the questions. Now, uh, last thing. Before I forget, I have a couple of shout-outs here. One's a shout-out. The other is a, a finger wag. Shout-outs to uh, Scrappy Sensei for making a really, really cool mini documentary on Dems Fighting Herd's history. I highly recommend it. Please go check it out. It's uh, it's super good. It's So I knew some of those details in uh, for TFH. But I didn't know um, others, like a lot of like the more uh, in-depth ones that were like behind closed doors. So it's a really cool overview of the history of the game, how it came to be. Uh, super good content. Uh, and just I just want to point out that there's a lot of uh, smaller creators doing such good work in, in the fighting game space. But they don't always get recognized because 
-hmm. you know, the larger names, in my opinion, they don't like to propel the smaller ones. Like everybody is in this little circle jerk of each other that uh, they, you know, they don't really notice the smaller creators. I don't know why. Maybe they're just insecure or whatever. But uh, um, I would like to see more smaller creators kind of getting a bump of, of, you know, Mm. starting to make uh, content and really being recognized by the FGC. So it's just not the same you know, six or seven names all the time that we're talking about with content. So uh, shout out to Scrappy Sensei. I thought he did a, an excellent job with that one. And, uh, you know, the TFH history from where it started to where it is now, I think it's super interesting fighting game lore. Um, and if you're at all interested in TFH, I would highly recommend it. It's a, it's a good watch. Yeah, that's dope, man. Great. Mm -hmm. I, I love seeing more, uh, more stuff. Mm -hmm. And the other thing, the finger wag. Oh, my God. Pringle? <laughs> Obama disappointed me, I have to say. <laughs> After you were praising the man. You were praising him like a couple days ago. I know. So, I actually, I like Obama. He's cool. He's actually like a chill person. But I got to keep it real. I watched a little bit of his stream the other day. He's talking about Virtua Fighter. And he's also talking about what you brought up before the show started. The evidence.zip craziness that's happening with Smash. <laughs> Uh, with Leffen and Hacks and all the crazy shit that, that, again, every time I think the FGC has got some crazy stuff going on, the Smash scene always grounds me. They're like, all right, we ain't that bad. Oh, yeah. <laughs> We're far worse. Yeah, man. But uh, Obama's over there streaming. He's got 3,000 people watching him talk about Smash and the crazy saga. And, Damn, dude. Yeah. Whoa. And lot, Is that like... Did he just get like? Is he just getting that much people now? Is it? Is it but is it? It's Obama's separate stream, right? Like it's yeah, not it's not Illuminati. No, no, it's yeah, it's on Obama. Doing stream. better than Juyuna now, or something, man. Oh Jesus! I don't know that Different. he always gets those numbers. I think it's just a yeah. special occasion. The fact that it was Smash craziness. Oh okay. So it yeah. really got him up yeah. there. But this is where I have yeah. a problem with Obama. Come on, man! Like at the end of his stream, he signs out and he raids Pokemon. And <laughs> I was like, yo, why? Obama, come on, man. Like, here's you could hook anybody you actually like. That's and know what about. I'm saying. Like, <laughs> here's what I'm okay. Maybe he likes Pokemon. I don't know. Maybe, but okay, listen. She ha she already had 15,000 people watching her play fucking Minecraft or whatever. God um, damn. Yeah. And so he bumps her up to 18,000 and she says, "Hey, thanks for the raid." For the raid, and then she tries to read his name. She says, "Majin Obama," and oh, she mispronounces God, his name. That hurts me. <laughs> doesn't even doesn't even acknowledge him. Right, mispronounces his name. Doesn't even acknowledge him. Continues on to play Minecraft like it's nothing. She just got three thousand people in, the, in her stream. Nothing, like hardly anything. Oh man! And I was like, Dude. man, Obama, like. With with uh, three thousand people, especially with all the other FGC stuff that was happening, there was a TFH tournament. There were other there was mm -hmm. Virtual Fighter tournaments. There were other creators that could have really used that bump, even if those guys aren't staying because they were there for the initial Smash talk. Yeah, that could do. Uh, that could really propel smaller creators that were streaming at the time. And instead, you just made the rich richer. I, I just, it's okay. <laughs> Listen, if you like Pokemon, it's all good. But I just. It, it kind of made me salty. I was just like, come on, man. Just elevate someone within oh, the FGC man. when you got the platform. God damn, man. Yo, my man. Yo, my man said, hey. Yo, yo Pokemon. Yo, I feel like I'm fiending today. Here's some, here's some views, baby. 
that like low key, uh, it's so hard not to see it as damn, you boys thirsty. It's so hard not to see it that I don't want to see it that way, but damn it, Obama. <laughs> She ain't even get your name right, bro. No. That sucks. She butchered like, the shit out of his name. <laughs> she didn't even. So, like, that's, that does frustrate me, though, because if she didn't care for, like, his thing, like, imagine they, these these people basically get, like, I mean, like, I'm, I'll be real. I don't even like Pokemon that much from what I've seen. And not from, like, anything, like, I don't like her character, right? I just think she's that's boring, why I don't to like be honest. Her. I'm not offended that by too. any of her content, but like I just think yeah, she's boring. I, me either. I'm not offended much of her, but I think she. I just don't like her character. I feel like she's just one of those girls that is like kind of just using her looks to get pretty far, and I kind of don't like that too much. But and it kind of makes it worse for all the other girls that are actually trying. Mm-hmm. But whatever, you know what I'm saying? Like, but it just, it just like it's just it's grimy though that like yo. <laughs> Yo, Obama don't really got to He don't if he don't want to do like he doesn't want to support anyone else. He don't have to. Right. You know what I'm saying? That's 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 it's whatever. It's his prerogative. Well, come on, man. If you're gonna support somebody, at least let the chick get your name right, dog. Like, don't <laughs> look right. Like, it's like at least if it was somebody in the community, they would have tried their best to get your name right, even if you didn't like him. At least, like, it could have been that TFH term. Like, whoa, who's Majin Obama? Would you know that would have been like a big treat for them because. To some people, they see Majin Obama as like, hey, he's the the, the commentator guy. It's kind of like if Yipes did that. I think Yipes would do that though, and he would be he would he would uh, it would be like, yo, it's Yipes, man. Yo, he's dope as hell, man. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's like uh, even if it wasn't even somebody in a fighting game thing too, it could have been somebody that just plays games. It would have been probably more worthwhile if they would have at least got your damn name right. <laughs> Yeah, it was uh, it was a bummer to see because of the fact that she was so nonchalant about it. She just got three thousand mm-hmm. people on her stream, and she was like, "Ah, eh, whatever." Yeah. But well, it's if three thousand more to my fifteen thousand, yeah, you know exactly. But if you would have done that to TFH, who was I think I was watching simultaneously. So TFH had like sixty eight people watching that tournament. Had you done that to the TFH tournament, they'd have been like, "Holy shit!" They would have been so appreciative. Hell versus yeah, this nonchalant reaction for Pokemon because she's had way more people on there. She doesn't care about three thousand people, like. So you could have done that for anybody. Um, doesn't even necessarily have to be fighting game related, but um, I don't know. Yeah, somebody more appreciative. Yeah, yeah, I get that, man. Give it to somebody that that, that would would like it. Don't give it to somebody that is like maybe that's the part though. Marjorie Obama is a troll. Like that could be the maybe, thing. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. That, that, let me give it to Pokemon. Yeah, yeah. Maybe they'll say some whack stuff to her or something. I don't know, man. He, he a troll, but like it still is just not worth being a troll for something like that. Honestly, to me personally. I like being a troll, but it, I can also help other people and be a troll too, I guess. Yeah. I thought the bunny saga was over. The Pokemon saga only started. Right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. RRP, the thirst trap is real. Oh, man. All right, Pringle. Let's get out of here. We went a little long on uh, this week's podcast, but uh, it's okay. We, we missed two weeks. Again, apologies to everybody who was listening. We didn't mean to go two weeks, but it just kind of happened. Hopefully next week, everything is back to normal. We'll be back to uh, normal schedule and uh, continue on with the podcast with the regular format and everything. Well, hopefully I can take questions again because I rolled back so many. I couldn't take questions anymore, but uh, we got them all done. And yeah, that's pretty much for this podcast. Pringle, any last words before we get out of here? Uh, nah, man, it's just good. You know, it's been a good minute, but uh, yeah, man, I'm doing it. We, we, we ain't got much to say, man. I hope you guys keep enjoying your video games at least and play more fighting games. <laughs> <laughs> right on. All right, everybody. Yeah. We'll, we'll see y'all uh, next week. Peace. Peace. Take care, y'all.